0: A huge welcome to today's podcast where we talk about elite racing, the eight-wheel drive endurance championship, and most importantly, flying techniques, tips, and tricks. I'm Commander Black Maze, Elite Racer and organizer of the Eight Wheel Drive Endurance Championship. I saw a huge number of questions and discussion related to SRV flying in the Elite Racers Discord server, and I saw an amazing opportunity to get everyone together and chat in real time about the do's and do nots. Say hello everybody.
1: Hey
2: there. Howdy. Hello. 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 Hello.
0: So Hello. today we are talking to the following 8-wheel drive endurance championship contenders in order of the current championship standings. In first place, we have Alec Turner with a huge presence in the elite community and organizer of the first Great Planetary Expedition, about which I'll have some questions. In third place, we have O Sashes. Now Sashes, you have to tell me, are you a new racer because I'm not too familiar
3: early on like in Elite's infancy and some little stuff, but I've I pretty much been gone in the game from a long, for a long time. And but you've uh, done
0: you've done ship racing or
3: ship racing never SRV racing.
0: Awesome. Then in fourth place we have Donald forty seven, nicknamed forty seven. Now I think you forty seven have raced before as well, but you are new to SRV racing, is that right?
4: Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. I took part in a couple of races a few years ago, have been on a sort of hiatus from Elite for a while and then saw this posted and game back for it. That's awesome.
0: Now, you actually have a shared position, a shared fourth position in the championship with Fat Haggard. We have uh, the founder of the Elite Racers Federation here as well. How are you doing, Fat Haggard?
2: Hey, doing good. Keeping my fourth due to DNFs. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let's hope so. In seventh place, we have Commander Crank Larson. And uh, Crank Larson is responsible for the real-time telemetry software used during the broadcast. And if you don't know what that's about, I'll have some questions for Crank on the uh on the software as well when we get this conversation started in ninth place we have donald anderson now anderson did you race before
5: um no um on the srv race seemed to be a good kind of entry point because um you know everything's stock there's yeah. no way uh, grinding for engineer parts so i thought this would be a good place to try and get involved and it's been a lot of fun
0: that's awesome. I was talking to Fat Haggard about that actually the other day. How I can imagine with SRV racing because everything is just the same for everybody. It's really easy to get into it, isn't it? So, in I, ten- yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's quite all right. In tenth position, we have um, Terracidic, but he didn't make it unfortunately. We'll have to see if he can uh, make it later on onto the stream. In twelfth place, we
2: have I Kate Thank He's on the upside down podcast. Um, he's probably in the negative ten version of the podcast
0: <laughs> Roger that so we have Kate Baltazar in 12th place ever humoristic but also I think a new racer is that right Kate?
1: Sure am uh, my racing experience was like um, three hours in DC app before uh, wow. we did our first SRV race and well,
0: welcome so then we have with a coincidental same name Sir Baltazar in 15th place
1: I'm basically the race's plucky sidekick at this point I'm, I'm just in here for the fun
0: well, we're glad to have you. Sir Balthasar, did you race before with Elite Racers or at all?
6: Um, no, I didn't race at all. Um, you know, I've seen stuff with uh, Bucketball Racing Club and whatnot and watched a lot of YouTube videos. And how I found out about the Elite Racers was from that. And uh, after that, I just kind of seen what you were doing in uh, uh, Wasat and fell in awesome. love with it. So I just wanted to, uh, you know, try and jump in there and do the same thing you guys were doing
0: good stuff good stuff so we have then as well uh last but uh surely not last kaizen host and founder of elite week and uh, he's here to pitch in with some new racer questions right
7: absolutely i am in absolute dead last place on the race in that i've never (laughs) raced in any of these but i'm just here to uh cheer on all the great racers
0: awesome stuff So for this podcast, I've chosen the Odyssey concept art uh, bar area for the gathering today. Nothing better than talking racing over an ice cold beer, right?
7: (laughs) Yep. Uh, Hell Yes.
0: Before we move on to pick our guests' brains about everything Elite Racing, first, I want to thank Elite Week very quickly, and we have Kai uh, on as well, uh, for their kite words and coverage during the last few live streams, and also for generously hosting us today as we are live streaming this podcast directly from their channel. These collaborations Absolutely. are exactly what Elite is all about, and I'm super proud to be a part of both the Elite Races as well as the greater community as a whole. So, are you guys excited to get this uh, conversation started?
2: Yes. Yeah, absolutely
0: sure so we're looking to fill maybe an hour maybe more all depends on how much topic we can uh, we can dive through we're talking about some elite racing communities uh, i want to hear a little bit about the first planetary or great planetary expedition from alec turner uh, we're obviously talking and covering the uh, eight wheel drive endurance championship but mainly we're here to talk about srv flying because there is a huge amount of discussion going on and people want to know how to get good so we have Odyssey as well coming out, and maybe we can talk a little bit about that. I'm pretty sure it'll get weaved into the conversation as we move on. So let's get started. First, maybe it's a, a nice little thing just to talk a little bit about everyone's history with Elite, like how long have you been playing? Elite has been out for like six years now, is that right? Like 2014, when when did it come out? Yeah, I think so. Was,
8: yep. Yep, 2014. December, 2014. So
0: I started, I think probably in 2015, and I was completely new to space games in, in the sense, so uh, maybe Alec Turner. When did you when when did you start playing, and what was your favorite activity in the beginning?
8: Just before it launched, actually. So I jumped on, around about November. Um, a mate of mine, were going to wait it out until launch, and then he <laughs> he caved and suddenly said, "I've bought the beta," and so I jumped in. But it was yeah, it was like November just before it launched, I think, and I've been playing ever since basically I played the old BBC 1984 Elite as well so I'm, I'm pretty familiar with Elite as a concept
0: what was the other part of the question sorry I have no clue
9: <laughs> yeah.
8: Yeah. <laughs> yeah more beer,
9: yeah, more beer. Yeah. yeah so I've been playing did, for a did you of the in between oh. games Alec as in the FFE2 and all uh, the um
8: I played the second one I think where you could where it started off on a blue planet and it was still wireframe I don't know very many memories. Can't
9: remember. I remember. I was similar. I played the 1984 game. Um, was it 84? Or the, the, the yeah, original yeah. game um, yeah. on the Acorn Electron. Yeah. Um, and okay. then didn't really um, follow any of them until Elite Dangerous, which I've I've been following since the beating. I think I did.
8: But I, I have very few memories of it. You know, Elite stuck in my mind. And then and I don't remember the other. Bunch of old farts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyone else? What, what's your favorite activities in, in Elite? Driving oh my God.
1: we've got um i have only been playing for i think going on five months as of next week really and i've just been absolutely in with how everything in elite blends together like the stuff even the stuff i've been learning here in order to get a pick up flying for the um uh srv rally i've started applying in uh the other day um <laughs> i took 18 um SRV data theft and like uh, power uh, power plant sabotage missions wow. at like the same stations in a system, and yeah, the pilving is invaluable if ever you want to actually use your SRV to get a bunch of missions done in an effective way. Like it's That's the only way so you're going to get away from those NPC ships. Yeah. Um, I did then turn them all in at a station that was owned by the faction that owned those um, installations I just knocked over, and tanked my reputation so hard that they went hostile to me on the pad. So <laughs> That's a, that's a, that's that incredible experience that I've put together at work but yeah just seeing everything in elite that uh comes together and can be used in all kinds of different ways in every other situation that you're like in in elite is always really cool to see.
0: One of my favorite last um, one of my last favorite moments in elite actually is when I met you by complete chance. I was mining in a belt. Now obviously I learned about which belt to mine in from one of the websites. I don't remember what website it was. It's the one where you can find out where all the pristine rings are and things like that so it's obviously not a complete coincidence that I found you there but I was just jumping out of the ring Kate and then you were there f- like pretty much in formation with a friend of yours in Super Cruise I was like oh my yep, god yep, the what ED are the tools chances yeah I saw
1: you out there I was seven yeah it's so
0: cool though and it, it's it's funny when you have a, a galaxy or a game with a galaxy so big but you still run into the same people like the people you know
6: yeah
4: it's something yeah. I've, I've kind of liked about Elite. Is I've been playing since roundabout when PowerPlay came out originally. I think was when I jumped on, and I've kind of played on and off for a few years. Just, it's, it, but a game I always come back to because there's you know, there's always something going on. It does feel alive in a way that a lot of games don't manage to, and there is kind of like a universe that is going on, and you are just like a person in that universe. It's not like always it been like that. End on you being there. It kind of was, I don't know, it's my experience, because I've been dipped in it, it always kind of has. Like, I've yeah. never not been in situations where I've been, you know, I'm into a busy system, and there's people about and it feels busy, or like a CG back and
8: the I mean, though? I so if, you, if you keep your ear to the ground, you know, on the forums and podcasts, there's, there's always something going on. I yeah. never things to do, and I think, oh, I should go and do that's that. True. Yeah, and do that's true. Yeah,
0: that's true.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what it comes down to, is I, I say it every time I talk about Elite. It lives and dies by its community, but you can miss it if you're not paying attention, if you're not actually trying to like, you, you, if you're not out there thinking, hmm, mining seems like garbage, why is everybody doing it? I'll go look up and see where the best mining spots. And then you get into the mining communities, you start talking to miners, you've made a bunch of friends, you've learned something amazing, and you're going to the spots where you meet everybody else, like I met blackmates. If you don't seek out that community, then you can bounce off Elite really easy, but once you engage with it, then it never lets you go.
7: One thing that I hear a lot from people, I hear, oh, Elite is, you know, a mile wide and an inch deep. And I strongly disagree with that yeah. statement because yeah. I feel that Elite is a mile wide and a mile deep in very specific places and an inch deep in others. And you have to know this is not World of Warcraft where you come into a new area and there's people with little exclamation par points and question marks over their head and it just sort of holds your hand and guides you through the story you have to be responsible to look for it yourself and to to seek it out because if you do you can find it but if you don't it'll
9: just pass right by you you'll miss
7: it
1: yeah yeah um, I-,
9: I think um one thing that is is um fd gave us this massive universe space you know it's 400 billion stars system right And it's going to take a long time to fill it, but they have, I mean, there's so much stuff, I've been playing it since the beginning, there's so much stuff I still haven't done, I still haven't seen, you know, and, um, you know, I keep thinking, oh, I'll do that, and then something else comes up, you know, there's the races at the moment, Um, so, you know, a massive sandbox is going to take years to fill it, it's got six years worth of filling in it already, but... There's still loads of stuff they can put into it and exactly that I, I don't think it's an inch deep there is a load of stuff out there you just need to go and look for it
0: someone tell me why is it that mining the most one of the most repetitive things you can do just flying and mining and scanning and mining and flying oh and you're gonna get up. me started yeah. why is it one of my favorite things in the game i don't get it <laughs>
1: Because mining is the best in this game. It's not shoot laser a rock like an EVE. Mining is an art and a science in every single way. Once you Uh, start tapping into that astrogeology. Yeah, you set me off specifically because I started with the Intergalactic Mining Union. It was my first group that I joined in Elite, and that's still my home. Um, I'm working with them right now for a method where we can take screenshots while targeting a nearby nav and deploying two SLFs in order to get accurate 3d positioning of asteroids that we map with into wow. a belt so that we can render it into a 3d map but yeah um once you dig into the depth of mining like you said th- some of these things are a mile deep this one that's that's the mariana's trench of elite uh-huh. we're trying to figure out if there's like repeatable patterns in how asteroids with good mineral content are laid out into a belt we're, we're, we're picking the game apart at like the code at the mathematical level—it's a very cool thing to get That's into. That's
0: what I like about Elite so so much as well, because there's just a community for every little niche that you might have.
1: Yep, join them all. I'm at like twelve.
5: <laughs> uh, with with mining in particular, you were saying that it's not just shoot laser at rock, but um, you know it very much used to be, and it's amazing that things that that do start off very shallow can become so so wide with like a single update. And especially with what's coming, it sounds like it's going to open up a lot of areas much wider again.
3: Yeah, you know, yeah from I from yeah. Mining you guys are talking about, but people miss out just even on the basics of EVE, which is it's a uh, you know a, a universe simulator that you're flying a ship, or in yeah. our case, an SRV. Just the basics of that and the fun stuff you can do. I mean, I spend hours just going out and finding stuff. What happens if I bump my butt on this hill and go do flips around? What if I try to shoot this little teeny gap in a station? What if I try to <laughs> climb this building in my SRV and I've been playing like some Microsoft Flight Sim and, uh, just on the side and that's kind of like you realize the enjoyment of just flying a, a plane and you go back into e- Elite and you see all of these different ships and how they handle so differently and the fun things that you can do, the fun things you can do with a Scarab and most people miss out on how so much true. enjoyment there is but- just playing the game at its basis level.
4: Elite right, absolutely, yeah. shines is in the they've got the physics and ship handling simulation down from day one. Like it, they always
8: had that nailed the way the yeah. ships handled and flew felt mm-hmm. right. It feels. Elites, yeah, elites,
1: bones are perfect. It's built it's, on such a solid foundation.
8: That was the reason I bounced off No Man's Sky. It wasn't like the it wasn't like the cartoon graphics or the survival mechanics oh, or any ships of that. Are awful. It, was, it was just the <laughs> handling. There, there was no handling, and I just thought like, <laughs> you know, within five minutes I was like, nah not in that it's definitely yeah.
0: one of the cool things about elite that you can go off and not just do the game mechanics that they set out for you to do but you can go and find your own way and that kind of what leads me to the next thing and uh we'll have to keep the conversation moving a little bit or we'll never get done uh elite racers right that's how we all got together and that's why we're now having this conversation yeah. so i mean we have fat haggard here uh he is uh, correct me if i'm wrong one of two founders of elite racers um And I was going to ask you, Fat Haggard, how did this start? How did you come up with Elite Racers and and what happened exactly to create this or to spawn this Discord server or community with thousands of people?
2: Yeah, so it happened really organically. Um, Basically, it was my friend Coconut Head and I. We were doing trading, right? Like everybody does a trading loop from one station to the next, back and forth, hours on end, best way to make money. Um, and he docked and I was ahead of him in our, in our loop, you know? So I was like, Hey, it's like, we're racing. And then I, in our trading ships, I think I was in a type seven, he docked to sell. And I was like, I'll bet you that I can do a lap around the station before you undock. (laughs) So I go for it. And I was like, wow, that was actually pretty fun. So I told him, Hey, let's switch ships. And we grabbed Eagles. And then we did a lap around the station. And then we turned it into two laps, where you go in the middle slot, flip a 180, come back out. And it was a blast, like we were shocked by how fun it was.
0: And um, you, you guys were doing racing in real life? Or I know you have motocross history.
2: Yeah, we, so I used to race uh, dirt bikes, motocross, um, when I was younger, still ride those things. Um, so a lot of the format is based on, based on motocross, a lot of the influences from real life racing.
0: When when you guys started doing this like uh, publicly, right? Because uh, at some point, and you can you can explain to me how that happened, how what what triggered you guys to go public. But was there anything like that around at all?
2: Yeah, so there was actually Buckyball racing. Um, Bucky really, ball they, racing they were already there.
8: I yeah. you know it was pretty it's simultaneous,
2: stopped. but they started right away. Work.
8: When did you guys well, start? Cause I go think ahead, I like- Alex. I was going to yeah. say, so Electric Z started Buckyball during the beta, actually. I think it was when the bubble right. was literally like a lozenge-shaped bubble, so, so really quite early. When did you guys actually start?
2: So I would cite, so that's definitely before. For sure, Buckyball was there first. I didn't pay attention to the beta. No, I think, um, I, I was... Our, our was officially, I would like to say, started on Abraham Lincoln's birthday, um, because there was a birthday gathering at Abraham Lincoln Station, and we ah. crashed it. By racing around the station, um, so that would be February 12th, uh, whatever release was 2015. So, yeah, once months after release,
1: that's awesome. So, what's we'll, we'll what get... the great emancipator would have wanted? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll get back to buckyball racing in a little bit as well because I had some questions about that. But mer- first, more about elite racers. So, y- you guys went public, what happened? Like, you had seasons, I mean, I was obviously there. I don't think from the start, but I joined relatively early on and started doing the, uh, the heats racing. And this is obviously before engineers, this is just plain, uh, A and D graded Eagles and, uh, running around stations. So, so what, what was the start for you guys? And what, what kind of races did you start to organize?
2: So it was street racing at first, So we would go to a station, we'd bother people in our ships and we would direct chat message them saying, Hey, you want to race and they'd say, what, there's not racing in this game. Um, and then we do laps around the station with them. Why direct message? Because there was no local chat and there was no, I don't think there was even a friend's system back then.
0: Oh my God. Yeah.
2: Or you couldn't, there was a friend's maybe, but you couldn't uh, communicate with them unless they were in your solar system. Can you yeah. remember Matt, the times before Wings? Matt.
1: Everything yeah. I hear about the game from my launch just makes it sound terrible i i'm a, I'm right. really glad I started there
0: was later. no game <laughs> it, 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 even when you when you approached the ship there was no co- there was no pilot in the cockpit oh yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> there was no chat there was no wings it was difficult to find your friends
1: physics simulator with like a networking engine bolted on geez louise yeah there you go
2: yeah.
0: so well okay so it started with you call it street racing which i think is quite funny because it was obviously in space
2: mm-hmm. yeah three-dimensional street racing Six DOF street <laughs> racing.
0: <laughs> and and <laughs> and then how did how did it progress when did you uh did subreddit come first how, how did that happen
2: yeah so i guess the subreddit was the first uh community component of it Um, we made a Galnet article on Valentine's day, two days after the, uh, Abraham Lincoln's party getting crashed. Um, and that was pretty cool. I was like, Hey, this is pretty legit. It's pretty official. And then I think what happened was Radlock commander Radlock made this really cool logo, um, that looked like one of the three, like, you know, there's like trading and exploration and whatnot. He made this really cool looking logo. And I was like, wow, that practically looks like it's part of the game. Um, And then there was all these other subreddits there was like elite traders there was elite miners that kind of thing so i searched up if there was elite racers and it wasn't a subreddit so i grabbed that real quick um and started there i think it was like up to 200 people in in a few months
0: and when did you start hosting them was that via via subreddit that you started having uh races that you had to register for and stuff like that
2: yeah so all of that sign up was on on reddit i never used the forums um no me didn't, neither didn't navigate them early on and didn't continue to do we have other oh, folk here
0: that now. enjoy reddit
1: i post there every once in a while
8: enjoy sure. so with the wrong word for Reddit, right? yeah. <laughs>
4: yes, yeah, yes, exactly. maybe one day
3: or Fair once enough. upon a time
8: it's really yeah. funny because in people we're kind of the opposite and we're very forum based and i, I, right. I yeah, I think we barely have a presence on Reddit. The, the, I think the, that, that
2: really contributed to that divide too, because there's like this whole like half the racers and elite racers don't know about buckyball, and half the buckyball guys don't know about fascinating.
0: Elite It's fascinating. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, really I'm definitely disconnected from anything elite community, really. Uh, but I do think most of it is happening on the forum, if I'm not mistaken.
8: Right. No. Uh, because I, I, I can really, speak to it. Get yes, on with that. Uh, I don't go to Reddit, so I don't know how active it is. It's yeah, cool. yeah, fair
4: enough. It is like there is a two bubble thing going on because I've taken part in. A, I did one Buckyball race, I think, as well. So i kind of. Con- I've been conscious of both things existing and how they just don't seem to intersect at all. It's kind yeah. of real. Those like the yeah. two parallel communities. And with the Eurobob, it's more like friction than us
0: So yeah. Haggard, tell me. I I know it as Elite Racers, but then, I mean, and the Discord is called Elite Racers Elite. R- dangerous racing club but then there's also a document that says elite racing federation so what's what
2: right so the elite racing federation was a was an attempt to inject a role play some sort of in-universe explanation for what it is because it's hard to be official so to speak when your whole concept is street racing hell yeah casual and all that so the the story goes that um it grew really fast, and then street racing became a problem, and the Federation was like, well, actually, we have a lot of money riding on this for one reason or another. that can't be disclosed. Um, so they allowed, really funded, a uh, a organization to form on Akinora 6, which is an Earth-like planet, for the purpose of not needing to have an actual location, since who knows when Earth-like planets will be released. Yep. Um, Akinora mm-hmm. 6 has a office and testing facility for racing technology and, and hosting official series um, through the Elite Racing Federation. Awesome.
0: So then I remember at one point, I think this was during the time that we were doing heat racing. We had a community manager at Lewis. He was doing the uh, Galactic Noob thing. Yeah, and we, sure. we, we had an event with him, didn't we? Where he was coming to yeah, check us out as intern. well. Galactic intern, mm-hmm. that's it. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about that and how that went. Did he approach you? How did that happen?
2: Um, yeah, I, I don't remember. It's called Educating Ed. Um, he was going around. There's, you know, there's also an Educating Ed Buckyball Racing Club uh, event as well. Yeah. Galactic intern, the whole seals. I'm just looking on, on Google right now. He did a whole bunch of different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. Some stuff. Oh yeah, that. totally.
0: It was a live stream, Diamond wasn't clouds. it? Every every month or something like that.
2: Yeah. So this is a blast to look through. Sorry what what, what did we do? What did,
0: yeah, no, that's cool, man. What did we do with Ed <laughs> Because at I, I don't really remember. Maybe you do. I, was it just a race? I...
2: It was just a station racing event. So it was just a basic Orbis. Um, and it was just a, including him in, in how it works. Uh, he's probably one of the best racers we've ever had from from Frontier. Yeah. Um, we ah. tried other things. And, and I think he, he performed the best. I think he finished, which was... High bar He <laughs>
8: yeah. did well in our races as well. I mean he he you know he he committed himself to it yeah but so it
0: very, yeah. very very quickly summarized then uh haggard what was what is the format of racing that we do with heats and things like that how does it what does it look like
2: So very quickly, huh? well, it developed so slowly, every single series had a different format as we learned um, the way that that we do formal events now is two classes. One or ship racing events. There's so many. Uh, Ship racing events, specifically station, I'll just start with there, um, is an unlimited class and then a standard class. The standard class is Eagles, uh, Eagle Mark II, with you can allow performance-enhanced thrusters, but the one rule is no engineering and the universal rule of no weapons. Um, The unlimited class allows engineering, and you can fly any small pad ship that you want. Um, We run three heats of each class and then a final, uh, including, well actually I don't know if we do the final anymore. Can't remember what we did most recently. Uh, At least three heats of each class, recording times, and then an overall score is delivered at the end of the event.
0: Yeah, I remember when I when I was playing it was three heats and the winner of each heat would race in the final and then in the final you would obviously have one winner and uh, that yeah. I, I always really enjoyed enjoyed that format. Now I've actually never done engineering. So you do engineering now how is it hard to regulate with engineering? Or is it just basically
1: Goodness who, gracious, Black Maze,
0: really? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It It'll happen at some point.
2: I just need yeah, someone to I'm, hold I'm my I've been hand. trying to convince him to to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... Oh, it's this, so loops back,
1: it's... this loops back to all the stuff in Elite and everything being connected. In, unlocking engineers is a sampler platter of almost every kind of gameplay in Elite.
0: My excuse always is I don't actually play the game, I just race. <laughs>
4: the, thing, the thing that gets me is having been around from, from pre engineers times, I love being able to like switch out modules and try different stuff and play fast with it. And the engineering always felt like I was locking myself in too much. During, I, you engineering... Know, I want to think that there's one thing really well versus being able to like an organization go. What if I try a different set of guns? That'll yeah, work out, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like I can't hop around as much with it, so I've engineered a few things, but I always feel kind of restrained in that regard. What's your approach to to getting engineering modules to to
2: upgrade and get resources for engineering? I
1: What's always that? find the um, uh, I I do the classic three with um, you fly out to um. HIP-50663, I think it is, and uh, get crystals off the planets for raw materials, um, do the frontier flop at um, uh, high-grade emissions for uh, manufactured materials. And I tend to mix it up on uh, data materials, actually. Did you know that if you like bring a a Recom Limpet out to some of those megaships and installations, they've got these hackable um, transmitters that are just full of all different grades of data materials? I've filled up a couple of days there.
7: If I can just jump in a little bit, um, right now, burning stations are back. They are an excellent source for a lot of materials.
1: Oh, yeah, I saw some floating in space, Absolutely. and I was curious about that.
0: So very quickly then, Haggard, what's the, the current situation? Any plans with, with any official races?
2: Uh, yeah, so obviously we have your event with the SWE rally. Um, we have commander crow, I guess he's not in this, in this podcast. Um, he's going to be hosting a quarantine cup soon, which is ship racing. Um, I haven't looked into all the tracks he has hosting. I think he had about six of them that he plans on doing over the next few months. I just want to interject real
0: quick and and mention how cool it is with the elite racers that. Like, I mean, I'm I'm not part of elite races as as an organizer or official person, right? Like, I'm just someone who participates in elite racing. And and I thought to myself, you know, I want to see more SRV racing. I'm going to organize something. And that's what I really like about this community, how anyone can just organize whatever the hell they want and get. If people are interested, you can set something up and have a cool race going. That's something that I really like about this.
2: Yeah, that is that is what um, I like about elite. Here, um,
1: Crow actually reached out to me. One of the tracks he's using for the quarantine cup is one of mine, the uh, victory loop, a lap around a victory class carrier.
2: That's so cool. Yeah. So you can design your own courses for sure. Um, Provide some sort of image or explanation. That's clear enough. Videos are even better. Um, And then you can host it yourself or you can request somebody host it. It's definitely something that elite does. Well is taking what's in game used for one purpose and then repurposing it for some sort of community activity. Um, I'm trying to make a, a document that helps facilitate that. So like how to host basically. Um, and it really has a learning curve to it. And I, I have to tell you, I've seen countless people come in and say, Hey, I want to do a race. And I'm like, sweet, do it. And then I, I try to help them. And then they, they make this big grandiose plan and it's amazing. And I'm like, this is great. I'm so glad somebody's, you know, hosting an event and then they fizzle out and they're gone. And it's like, yeah. You gotta make it. You gotta make it simple and just kind of just race. You know that's kind of what it used to yep. be. Is just just fly dangerously, take two guys, go race, and then let it grow the same way that that we let it grow.
0: Absolutely. It Simplicity is definitely key. And and I guess bookie ball racing, just to, to leap back to bookie ball racing, as we were talking about it earlier, the, the, the biggest difference, I think, between elite racers and bookie ball racing is the fact that elite racers is very much in the instance, uh, if I can uh, give it that technical term, and bookie ball racing is very much cross supercruise, different vehicles, things like that, right?
8: Yeah, I, I'd say the bigger difference is that we're time trials. And, right. And Elite Racers is live wingtip to wingtip racing. Oh, you, you have time trials as well, but yeah, we're, we're exclusively time trials.
0: You're saying we, is it? Because uh, w- Bookie Ball Racing, it, what kind of an organization is Bookie ball Racing?
8: <laughs> it's loose. It's loose, I guess. I mean, it was started by, it was just one person. So when I when I said it started in the beta, it was just this guy called Electric Z, um, EZ for short and so he he just started this idea of you know Ball, which is kind of a loose play on cannonball as in the cannonball runs yeah and he, he had a style of writing the foot the forum suited it because there was like a backstory so each race had a whole sort of like a backstory and there's some there's a kind of style to it and we always had a banner for each race and there was a kind of tag
0: it was it. always fancy looking yeah
8: yeah yeah and 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 there would be some rules, but keep it simple. Um,
0: you, you say then, that, I mean, but I always found that buckyball was quite complicated because there was the whole, okay, you got to follow this route, you got to do this, and it, it gets complicated I, fast.
8: Ish, but I do recognise that you have to, um, you do have to simplify. You know, I've I've designed quite a few races, and and you know, you you run you practice it, and and the damn thing is going to take two and a half hours to do, and that's not. <laughs> that's too much a race needs to be you know the time trial race needs to be 30 minutes 40 minutes maybe because people only have limited time to play and if your race takes an hour and a half
0: you're talking to the guy who organized yeah, SRV man. racing with riches yeah. that last an hour and a yeah. half. Damn, yeah. I'm doing something. Listen wrong. to the veterans here. Uh, so, Alec, while <laughs> while you have the stage, maybe you can tell ta- tell us a little bit about uh, something you organized, which is the first great planetary expedition. Now, I didn't know about this, uh, but you linked it recently, and I was I'm I'm sad I missed something like this because
8: yeah, you're going to do it again. We're going to do it again.
0: So tell us what it is about. I know it's about driving your SRV around a planet and you can fill us in on the rest.
8: Okay, so roughly the story to this is that during a buckyball race, there's a guy, some of you might know him, he's a a bit of an SRV legend, um, Tanik Selden, and he also goes by the name of Sushi, Sushi CW. I think he was with um, the Candy Crew for a while. And he was one of the first people I saw- These names, Candy Crew. (laughs) He was one of the first people I saw fly an SRV, you know, take off and tilt and boost and get these speeds. And I'd just never seen anyone do that before. Um, Satanic was a bit of an inspiration. And during one of our races, we had a a multi-discipline race where you had to fly somewhere and then land somewhere and then drive the SRV. And there was points for damage. The more damaged your ship was at the end, the more points you got. So what he did was he pounded his hull down to 1%. Then deployed the SRV to do the SRV stage and dismissed his ship. And when he recalled his ship, it blew up. And instead of quitting as you would normally do and just going back to the start and trying again, he decided he would drive to the nearest base to get oh, a new ship. I've
0: read about that. So that yeah.
8: He, yeah. So he could finish the run. And it basically took him a week because the nearest base was on the other side of the planet. So while how, we, we how we fast were was doing, he going? He was pretty quick in those days. I can't. I, I can't remember, but it took him. You know, most of our race times were twenty minutes, and his was seven days, forty. You know, <laughs> twenty-two hours. But it was epic, and I'd never before thought, shit, you could drive around a planet. It hadn't occurred to me. You know. Yeah. Because we, we don't do it. You get in your S R V and you go and salvage some materials that are fifty yards away. It's one of the and things that
0: I liked about what you did with the with the great planetary expedition because you everything yeah, yeah. can feel pretty impersonal in in a game this big, but you made a planet personal and and you got so, close to yeah. it i like that
8: yeah so what we did so, so so after i'd seen him do that pretty soon after that i did a planetary circumnavigation i thought shit i'm gonna do that and drive around the entire planet and i did that um i can't remember when way back um but then having done that I, I loved it i loved it because you've got to experience people say the terrain is repetitive but it's not you know planets have their character they have so major true. landmarks and I really loved it. And, and,
0: and, and that's something, this. sorry to interject real quick, that's something we're going to talk about uh, in relation to the Endurance Championship as well. How different certain
8: planets can be, but go on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so so uh, after that, I got this idea. I, I, I think we'd already had Distant Worlds 1 and Distant Worlds 2 was currently in the planning. And I thought, well, why don't we do a, the same type of expedition loads of commanders put it out in the forum you know get people to sign up on a roster get as many as we can but instead of just jump honk jump honk you know going somewhere in the galaxy why don't we pick a planet so we spent about a so so we got people signed up that were interested we spent just over a month trying to find candidate planets uh, we settled on Kume and Two Hercules, which has just got really interesting terrain. It's nicely coloured. It gets a lot of daylight. It's got good gravity. It's got a. Spectacular, we like daylight. Yeah, it's got a spectacular Earth-like but tense. And when you
0: when you did this, there was no night vision. Am I correct in saying that?
8: Uh, yes, you are correct in saying that. Yeah, there was no night vision. So then, um, having found chosen our planet, we then spent another month, and basically, we had about. 20 people signed up by then where we said we'll just go and scout this planet and find interesting features big craters, nice ravines and, and we'll make a big spreadsheet and we'll see if we can plot a route through them um, and we didn't want to zigzag all over the place so we ended up with this kind of nice north-south route taking in loads of great features and yeah, it I, was like how can we map this? So, so I bought a polystyrene ball off Amazon you didn't? And yeah yeah i still got it in the attic and i started putting pins in it and bits of string and things
0: no and way
8: drawing. yeah yeah, and i drew a grid on it and it was and i was thinking how can i share this with the other guys you know when we've when, once i've got the route i'm gonna have to take photographs of this stupid fucking polystyrene <laughs> door. and then somebody else i forget who it was found this great website called map to yeah i was gonna say that thing is insane yeah. And it's a really neat idea, but you just upload a landscape picture, um, and it wraps it around a globe. So I was like, brilliant! I can just do my dots for the, you know, I can basically I had dots for the for the features, whether it was a tall mountain or a canyon, and then lines for the route. So we'll go from feature A to feature B. So I just had dots and lines, and I did those on a on a landscape image, and then wrapped it around the globe. And then one of the other guys uh i think it might have been florinus i can't remember i wish i remember just out of the blue i i think he did aerial photography and stitched it all together right and gave us, a, gave us this texture map of the whole planet it was Holy. insane
0: i i i'm and, still curious on a technical level how that was done because taking screenshots of that and them being curved and then having to be applied to a globe like that i can imagine that's quite a complicated task
8: it's stunning. I never, I never quite worked out how he did it. But, um, but yeah, if people want to go up, if you go to buckyballracing.org.uk dot org dot slash Kume k u m a y dot html, um, our little interactive globe is still. Yeah,
0: there. yeah, we'll need to share that somehow because that honestly, when you showed me that yeah. link, I was, I was stunned. So this was uh, you started organizing this in March two thousand nineteen. At least that's when the forest post,
8: uh, the forum post, that, was from. That's from yourself. Yeah. Right. On the of March but we've been all, we've been planning it for two months before that. Like, right. One right. Month to Find a planet and another month. To and you'd like to
0: months. do this again, but you mentioned I I I I saw I read you discussing this in Discord. You're considering waiting for Odyssey. Is that right?
8: I think so. Yeah. I mean, I would have done one sooner. I I, I meant to do one like a year later, but we were saying earlier about how there's always something to do. I was just always too busy, and I never quite yeah. had time. to Well, to we'll do hold it. you to it now. I want to do it. It was, you know, it, it is the probably the best thing I've There's ever done. There's these videos least.
0: around of um like uh, people walking around from one side of the map in GTA Five and uh, Red Dead Redemption. You're gonna do the one on a planet, just walking. <laughs>
8: <laughs> yeah, maybe people have me down for that. I we we just went along the travel takes, but I definitely want to do this again. I want to get. I want it to be bigger. I'd love to get like a. You, it's hard to describe how epic that was. That first night, we had maybe 30 people. They were all yeah. signed up, but we had 30 people in SRVs. You know, like the start of our race. But imagine Absolutely. the start of our race. Yeah. And you all set off. But your goal is to go all the way around this fucking planet. That's and you've got pretty a month, dope. You've got a month of highlights ahead of you. And, yeah, it was beautiful. It was just beautiful. Awesome. It's going to well,
1: be even more amazing with the big graphical overhaul with um, exactly. Odyssey.
8: Exactly. I cannot exactly. wait. Yep. I've now... You know, the, the deal is I've now left it so long. I think I might as well wait until we get Odyssey and then do it.
0: I mean, I'm I'm skipping I'm skipping ahead here because um, what we're going to talk about, uh, Commander Crank Larson's real time telemetry, in a little bit. But I hope we get some official support for some planetary bookmarks, please. Oh my God, please,
9: please yes, yeah, <laughs> amen. We've been asking for that since the beginning. It's got to come soon.
0: (laughs) Alec, thank you for for sharing that. And I just want to very quickly backtrack because I forgot to ask uh, Fat Haggard about Elite Racers. If people want to join Elite Racers, where do they go? Do they go to subreddit? Do they go to Discord? What is the best way for people to get racing with the community?
2: So it certainly used to be the subreddit. Um, I think we've heavily migrated to Discord. That's kind of where everything is now. Yeah Subreddit had decreased in activity recently anyway That's where our highest count is But like As far as engagement It's certainly here uh, So I would come to the Discord Information yeah. can be posted in a format on Reddit But it will be shared here anyway So Yeah How do Discord people
0: join best? Discord?
2: Oh, I, I see what you're getting at. <laughs> you
0: want that link? <laughs> can I make
8: a suggestion?
0: Uh, and that is to get uh, uh in, in a sidebar of subreddit or something. Get a, a Discord URL in there that people can easily join. And then I, I think...
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I thought we had well, that. Well, that. Out here. Yeah. that. Well, then say that. Say that.
2: Well, that depends where they're starting out, right? Are they coming from... Well, sub- I, think, it, I, guess it, I can
0: imagine most yeah. people will start on the web, right? And and I can imagine if you, you want really to give someone a URL, it should be Reddit most probably. I can, so
2: you if understand. you want to, if you go to...
7: What's up? If I can make a suggestion, everyone that's listening to the voice right now is going to be watching either the YouTube video that we're putting out or the Ooh. podcast that we're putting out. I can put the link to your Discord right in that. So where you're listening to this, yeah, yeah. you click on that, you go right to the Elite uh, racers discord and write to that thing that uh that uh alec turner was talking about and anything else that you want to link just get them all together and we'll put them right in the show notes for people
0: so there you go everyone Did currently I... listening listen to the professional <laughs> right. but I'm, i am and checking it's... the subreddit and there there isn't a, a, a discord link there if i'm not mistaken i think you need to go in the uh, elite racers faq or something like that and it leads to a google doc and then there's a, a url
2: a bit confusing. No, there should be something in the sidebar. So I'll just just explain it really quickly. Um, If you go to reddit.com slash r slash elite racers, in the sidebar there is a social media section. Uh, There should be Discord chat, Twitter, and YouTube.
0: Oh, fuck me. Yeah, Um, it is there.
2: Yeah, and Discord (laughs) chat is is the best link. Twitter, we don't use. I keep it in case we do. Um, And then YouTube I think is my channel, which might need updating since I post less there now. Um, but the Discord chat link and social media is the best.
1: We keep mentioning Reddit engagement. I will say that eighty percent of my Reddit usage in like the past year has been looking things up on Reddit and then clicking the Discord in sidebar and never using yep. it again.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, ladies so and gents,
1: I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna
0: move on because we'll never get to talking about some SRV racing. Uh, quick, quick rundown of the eight wheel drive endurance championship. What is this? So basically what we do, there's uh, seven races, uh, it's a championship, uh, you accumulate points over all these races, um, and it is an SRV race. It's an A to B race on various planets. Um, they are in various lengths, some are very really short, some are quite long. Um, and uh, it's all about driving the SRV from A to B. And whoever does it the fastest, and this is real time, so it's not time trial, we all set off on a signal of 3 to one go And uh, we start racing from one settlement to another. And uh, that's pretty much how it works. And I organized this because I liked it. And I was hoping other people would like it. And uh, yeah, luckily there were other people who enjoyed it as well. I've always had a fascination for the SRV. For some reason, Elite Dangerous is obviously a spaceship game. But whenever I uh, step into the Scarab... I always spend more time there than I probably should. And I end up thinking to myself, like, why don't I ever want to stop driving around? I'm having so much fun with this damn thing. Um, how does the race work? Uh, A to B there's pit stops. So you can't use synthesis during the race. Uh, If you uh, damage your hull, you have to stop. You have to recall your ship. You have to wait for it to land. You have to go into your ship. You get repaired automatically when you do so. You get back out and you start blasting again. So that's a pretty cool aspect of the the rallies as well. And uh, I mentioned the championship standings when I did the introductions. There are some cool links as well. And results are always posted on the subreddit as well as in the Discord. So come check us out. And uh, like Kaizen mentioned earlier, we'll get you some links so you can see what it is all about um so what are your thoughts everybody about this championship are you enjoying it and what do you enjoy about it
1: absolutely i'm having a great time out here it's been a lot of fun but i have to say one of the greatest one of my greatest joys about the entire experience has been your incredible production values for everything you've made for this entire Mm -hmm. operation black Master. absolutely
0: oh thank you so much i don't do well with compliments (laughs) (laughs) No,
8: think like, go ahead I, I think you know Kai's been saying this on elite week but 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 that just takes it to another level I mean you've kind of turned it into an eSport with with the commentary and the live leaderboard and stuff it's it's I, I don't know if people are spectating it but you, I think you could now it's really good
0: I just like to get people hyped and excited, and it's it's like I'm I'm translating my own excitement for it into video, I guess, in a way. And I'm just really grateful that people are enjoying the championship, the races, and and then sure what I'm putting on video as well. So I'm 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 appreciating that.
6: What really got me into it was seeing the video of the Wasat Rally, uh, where Shea Blackwood hit the rock just at the finish.
1: Oh, man. That was was the (laughs) best moment. Oh, my God, yes.
6: It was like watching an F1 race, and it was just absolutely mind-boggling.
0: It was Um, so, yeah, man. It was like he was going to make it. He was going to finish. He has been winning the first race and whatever. I don't remember if that was the second race or the, the third race. I think the third, probably.
8: No. Second no, drop point. second.
0: It was the second one. Yeah. Okay. So he for me then early on established um what do you call it? Like he he was okay, this is the fast guy, right? He's yeah. he's gonna if if he keeps up this momentum, he's gonna win. And then he blows up on the finish line. It's just that was insane. No one could have predicted that. Yeah, and when that.
6: everybody goes, "Oh, he blew up at the finish line." I mean, the enthusiasm about the entire thing was just in my opinion was phenomenal and it was like right then and there I was hooked
8: awesome I've dude I to get set this group. yeah so i the time, so the time that about happened, when that explosion happened I remember because obviously a lot of us you know I was concentrating on what I was doing at the time I just assumed that Shay had like flown straight into the wall of the building at 200 metres a second because why wouldn't you and that he'd blown up, blown up hitting one of the buildings it never occurred to me that he'd blown up before the finish
0: yeah it was fascinating his literal last bounce Anderson what were you saying
5: yeah, sorry, I was saying that I've been thinking about what makes this so exciting and you know, as a kind of form of motorsport it's it's great because um first of all it's stock racing, so you know, it's not like someone's got some highly tuned F one car that's just winning because of that. It's um the tracks are open so there's not like um precious few opportunities to overtake. You know, folk can just go hell for leather and it's not like fighting for position but i think what really makes it exciting and this might be a bit controversial is the dnfs without the risk of explosion this wouldn't it be so true it's so true. definitely so it's the, 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 it's,
1: it gives it that it gives it that 1920s automotive racing where you get like four cars <laughs> out of 20 yeah, you're gonna get a race yeah. so um yeah, so the I mean,
0: interesting think, thing about this in in the very first race um someone remind me of the name I don't remember the first one was it
1: uh oh my gosh that was pandra 4 Pandora 4 uh, yeah
0: pandra was it pandra okay uh, maybe yeah okay I guess so anyway hey. the cool thing about this one is you start at a settlement in a canyon like there's a canyon wall on your left a canyon wall on your right and there is but one way to go so I said for this race okay you must follow the canyon heart. until there is 55 kilometers remaining at that point you are free to go wherever you want if you need to pit before that time your ship is going to have trouble landing right anderson yes <laughs> <laughs> So, um, anderson's ship the hardest yeah race so far. <laughs> y- you can you can you can tell a, you can tell the story
5: uh, yeah sorry so the um, i don't know what happened i just get knocked about really early in the race like, we'd only just left the station, so um, I was at, like, about, I think, 25% hull, and I called the, the recall for the, the pit stop. And, yeah, I just I didn't see it appear in the radar. I'm sitting patiently, trying not to move, because I don't want to take any more hull damage, you know, so rather than keep going, I, I wait the 30-second countdown, and then it just kind of pops up on the screen, mothership destroyed! <laughs> and I had That's to finish painful. the rest of the race without... Um, without um, any uh, pit stops. So, yeah, yeah I, I think you said you had slow.
0: 17% remaining and you finished with 8. So can we just say, like, kudos for even finishing the race? <laughs> it was, can
5: yeah. you remember what the time was? It was
0: yeah, over, an hour after yeah, a part else or yes, something? Yes, yes, yes. But you still bait, beat Crater Camper.
3: <laughs> Did that race in Ironman mode, for sure. Hell
0: yeah, <laughs> Ironman, baby.
8: So true. But you're right. Rock- risk of the dnf really adds to this doesn't it it's it's brilliant can so
0: i just I like,
1: every bounce can get yeah, you with the way these rocks land oh and for people trying to find the correct um highlight reel for that race that was the morio song race oh where, see um, there you go morio song called, or or um,
0: nickname what was it yeah. Nicknamed mario, mario song, song right it, yeah It's did it, <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so Mario song. I literally have the list in front of me. Is indeed the first race, and then it was Wasat the second one. Um, I, it's something that's taken a bit of a backseat in the race, and it was more of a little bit of a lore slash roleplay, fun little thing in the in the championship. Is that I I requested everybody to pick a uh ship make uh at the at the start of the championship, and then mm-hmm. that that make. Uh, would remain to be your sponsor for the uh, for the for the championship. So whenever you pit, it's uh, it has to be that ship. And I do intend at the end of the championship as well to do a little bit of a constructors uh, uh, scoreboard just to see which constructor finished up on top. Um, so very quickly, Ooh, then, if yeah. you want to watch the eight wheel drive endurance championship, I host it on my YouTube channel. If you're watching this live stream right now, you'll see in the left bottom of your screen. Uh, a URL to my YouTube channel. Uh, it is blackmaze. Very simple, and uh, I will ask Kai as well to link it then uh, in all his uh, all his spaces. Um, when I first started this championship, and this might shock people, because Alec Turner mentioned a little while ago uh, in this conversation that uh, at some point he learned about flying and how that worked. So, uh, who is surprised if I tell them that when I Organized this championship.
8: I didn't know flying was a thing. <laughs> I, I think I would be surprised. Except you weren't the only person that meant. I think a few people in the first race were like, "Oh, so we're going to be flying."
0: Listen, I, I, I did these. I, I, I spent five, six days literally flying across the galaxy looking for uh, stations that were no more than 300 kilometers apart settlements because I thought to myself, this is just gonna take too long. And then we start doing the first race of 85 kilometers and I'm thinking, oh, people are gonna take well over an hour and Shay finishes in 20 minutes. (laughs) And I'm like, what the fuck? These guys are going over 100 meters a second. How? These things, they they top out at 37 meters per second or 40 if you're going downhill a little bit. How is this happening?
3: Black Maze doesn't have YouTube access where he lives.
0: Dude, I I was I was stunned, and yeah, I'm I'm quite happily to admit that I was completely ignorant to the existence of
8: bouncing and whatnot. So, um When was that? time you've been like a few months ago, you've picked it up really quickly because I've been watching some of your sort of you know you've been trialing the tracker. You really picked it up quick.
0: I'm just copying what Shay did. Like I'm like, hey Shay, hey Shay, can you can you share your onboard footage please so I can use it for an edit. <laughs> oh, that's know, how he I knew does that it. Flying was, uh,
6: you know, a thing, but it was nothing uh, nothing compared to these speeds. I mean, it was just, you know, you're doing uh, exploration, you land on a planet, you need to get it from point A to point B for whatever reason, and the ground's kind of rough. What's the best way to get over it you fly over it you know so you know you do whatever your srv could do in stock form or should i say drive assist on form you know 25 30 meters a second you just bounce off the top and keep going you know that was the quickest way that uh you know i could get over that type of rough terrain but seeing this and what these guys are doing i'm just absolutely floored at the speeds that you guys can get it's insane
2: right because i i have mostly done ship stuff so when i was gonna do an srv rally i was like i don't know how this is gonna go it certainly didn't go great the first event um but there's a lot of seat time involved in trolling for materials hour and hour on end you finished in
0: what (laughs) position haggard in
2: the first race well i don't remember what mario song was all
0: right no worries that's that's quite cool so before we leap into srv handling and all that and 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 deep dive into flying, because obviously I, I, we have a lot to talk about when it comes to SRV living and how it works and why it works and what to do and what not to do and how to avoid that hole damage because people are bouncing and not losing hull. Like, how does that work? But before we talk about that, really, really quickly, I'm filming this championship, right? And I'm putting it on the broadcast and uh, a few people as well are in the chat right now are saying that the camera work is, is amazing. Well, thank you so much. I, I enjoy filming it. But the first race was a pain to film because of various reasons. Firstly, instancing. It works fine when everyone is gathered at the start, but then they fly off in different directions and people get out of range. And when you're in your ship, you cannot target other SRVs unless they're in your wing. So that means I only ever get to target three other people. It is difficult. And then there is trying to translate Two people on the broadcast what is happening exactly and asking racers for their, uh, their, their input on how many kilometers they have remaining and all that while really you want to let them focus and concentrate and that's what i want to talk about real quick because we have commander crank Larson who did you race the first race straight away crank
9: uh, i did Yes, that was, uh, it was great fun, um, didn't I? In fact, because um, you got my race footage afterwards, so I jumped off the cliff at the end. Ah,
0: yes, of course, you Not jumped off the cliff. Yeah, it, but- yeah, because you're driving with VR. And then I, j- I just want to complete the introduction for you, Crank, because you did something incredible. Since that race, Crank Larsen started developing a tool. And what does this tool do? Well, it takes data that Elite Dangerous spits out, such as coordinates, uh speed later well speed not even it's 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 crank calculating the speed over different points of time uh based on the coordinates uh uh uh, very recently then uh the whole percentage is something that's that's working now we're looking basically if i'm filming someone his tool will automatically tell me and you watching who i am tracking simply based on his location versus mine it is incredible how much this does. We get a real-time leaderboard updating from position one to position position whatever with who is doing in what, in what order, and who is running in first place, who is running in second place, how many kilometers do they have remaining, what speed are they going at, how much hole do they have remaining. It is absolutely insane, and I, I think it's very important to, 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 to mention how... N- this whole broadcasting thing, apart from everyone having a lot of fun racing, would not be as cool if it wasn't for his real-time telemetry. So huge compliments and, and my appreciation for all the work he puts in it, even though he fails to put out updates, put out errors, like all the time.
9: <laughs> well, of course, that, that, That's all part, um, part of the service. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, fun, funnily enough, doing something like this, uh, was certainly the planetary, the GPS side of thing, is something that's actually been in my head since the first great planetary expedition. Um, no that's way. that's something I joined at the Con. Yeah, no. I mean, it's uh, but it's something I just never got around to then. And it, it's just that I, I don't know why the, the first race of this series suddenly motivated me to, to do it. But, it you know, it did. So I did. And, and there we are, really. But, yes, it's something that's been kicking around ever since I first saw probably on the forums that there was an API document that, you know, they'd started it so that they were spitting out some data so that third parties could do it. You know, I looked at it, saw what it could do. Oh, you know, there's some stuff we could get from that. Um, so yeah just finally when I, I did get around to it um, it's uh, it's amazing what you can get out of it and, and the fact that you can put it together and produce the streams that you do um, just made it worthwhile as well so
0: even though I yeah. refuse to use HTML
9: right well hey you know you, you've got to work with what people want to work with <laughs> <laughs> Damn straight. all right
0: so let's talk more srv handling and first i saw a couple of questions in the in the live stream chat uh, that i want to address we have uh, eds games 64 who asks if he can use a pc racing wheel and i think alec answered his question in part in the chat already but you can absolutely use anything and maybe you guys want to uh, quickly chime in with what inputs you actually use me myself i use an xbox controller um, not for flying ships, but I use it for uh, driving the SRV and flying the SRV, and I think it works incredibly intuitive. Uh, I use Headlook for looking up and stuff, everything with the Xbox controller, and, and it's, it's great. What do you guys use?
8: I've got a Hotas, and I use the Twist for steering, and I've got a head tracker for, for Headlook.
0: I can imagine... So I use the
8: Xbox controller
2: uh, only because the Hotas Twist is very sensitive. I have had problems about the past.
0: I was going to ask cuz I I can there's one thing right and again I'm 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 I'm, I'm kind of steering to the SRV handling thing here as well. Bouncing is great but you want to avoid steering wheel input when you're bouncing. And I can imagine when you're using twist and you have a bit of dead zone set up that will it's easy to avoid unintentional steering, is that right? We
9: had right? this discussion um I saw this pop up earlier. what are you using twist because I I've got twist on my I use an x 56 um, but I'm sure that the twist doesn't do anything because it, it's just the um, the rolling that does it And the SRV, isn't it? Or am I mistaken on that? I'm sure we had this discussion Once the Once you're day.
1: airborne, yeah, the twist is well, nothing, but yeah, we, the, it'll it'll, it'll affect yeah. it you every time you hit on the On
0: the bounces, on the bounces, as soon as you hit the ground, I feel like if you're if you're steering, giving steering input, it, it knocks you, of course. You want to avoid yeah, it. I've yeah, i <laughs> am not sure that really. when my yeah.
9: twist doesn't do totally anything the steering here. input, does, does your twist turn the wheels? Yep. Ah, so yeah, uh, I guess I'm not set to do that then. In that case, I, I, yeah, got I have that on a roll. rotary
6: knob on my throttle that I use for steerage, and Are it's you... got a center detent, so I can center that every yeah. time. As soon as I'm airborne, I just put it at the detent, and I'm good for the bounce. Using that's it, using that, that using that—that you... that, that bold. I like that.
8: Yeah, I mean the twist is spring loaded, so it's got a center point. That's so there's there's no danger of being you know on a lock when you when you hit a bounce
3: so i'm a weirdo and i use i use dual sticks so i use my left stick actually for steering and i use my right stick for roll and pitch and all that stuff
0: that's awesome though like and and you use that for in your ship of course and and yes jewel setup you use two six thousands, 16000s
3: no i have a vkb on the right and i want to get on that but i do have a t16k on the left is it ambidextrous
0: that way? yes yes oh that's so cool awesome yeah i i like the idea of jewels dual setup uh mostly for ship but i can imagine it would work for an srv just as much really
3: a lot of Um, people don't know you can use your throttle too in addition to two sticks so i actually have a t16 T16K, oil whatever it is twcs throttle that i use just for like super cruise and stuff where i actually want to throttle input in addition to the dual sticks
0: so you have your left hand on the stick right hand on the stick and then your leg on the throttle (laughs)
3: <laughs> exactly <laughs> right you're like a like a, like a pedal like yeah, my <laughs> throttle like right to the left of my left stick no like, fair enough my yeah, yeah and fair forth. enough really easy and cross real quickly yeah go ahead kate
1: i have picked up a pair of incredibly cheap 11 dollar foot pedals that i have bound to cargo scoop and um fa off in space and that's like the, the most useless stuff to bind it to you, have no, you haven't done enough space racing, have you? <laughs> uh, Somebody else tell them about how important that cargo scoop turn is. Um, cargo scoop clamps your top speed so you can hit the boost, then drop your scoop, and you get all the maneuverability of a boost, but with none of the extra speed so you don't overshoot your target. Isn't that uh, the same um,
6: with like dropping your landing gear as well? Yeah, yeah the but same, landing but... gear doesn't have an
1: option to set it so that your gear is only out while you have the button held, and you can do that with the cargo scoop. Um, but yeah, on yeah. the ground, I do it for cargo scoop just because I'm used to it and um, uh, the handbrake. So I've got the handbrake on a foot pedal, which is fine.
2: That cargo scoop was a real fancy trick. When that was discovered, yeah, it was Yeah, that's like true, that changer. is true, yeah.
1: It okay. changed so much for me. Yeah, like any time I'm doing combat in a small vessel, then you, you can't live without it just because those high speeds will carry you way in front of somebody else's guns where you're easy to shoot at for like 20 seconds. Uh, you'll overshoot every boost that you hit without it.
0: That's so true. I'll give you that, Kate.
1: <laughs> Noted. Uh,
0: uh, so Arson Cross was mentioning in the chat as well. He said, I had no idea Flying existed when I saw this championship either. It actually resulted in my choosing not to participate. He also says following up, uh, uh if I would had if I uh, would if I ha- he would join, excuse me, if he had a chance to win, but a lack of time uh, practicing uh to maintain his speeds, he thinks he's not gonna be good enough to win. But it's not just about the winning, though. Like, honestly, come and join us just to have a good time, because, I, most like half of the people don't finish the race, and and because yeah. because they're no good at it or whatever, you know. Just come and join us and have fun, honestly.
4: First of all, it's uh, the finishing, and second of all, it's just the. I remember you know before the fire before the first race, I'd never really been flying before either. Um, and I had a practice run. I think it was with I was either Alec or Shea. One of them was at the start line. I'm like, yeah. Let's just do a quick sort of run at race pace. I'm like, okay, cool. I just watched them disappear into the distance and I'm like, I have to learn how to do that. Yeah. That's that's embarrassing how far away they
8: are from me now. Yeah. I I do get it. though. I do get that some people want the SRV and want SRV racing to be about being on the ground. And that's what steering.
0: I that's what I originally intended, because Arsene Cross f- f- uh, follows up as well saying that Flyving made what he expected to be an hour uh, race or so into a 20 to 30 minute race. And he likes endurance races, such as the Hutton Cup race what's the Hutton Cup race, the one that was 600 kilometers. And I agree as well, like yeah. you were saying as well, Alec, I, I really well, enjoy yeah. the idea of racing on the ground. And I <laughs> I am looking into how Hi-G. we can do Hi-G. something like that. For sure, high G, absolutely. But there needs to be more done into making this truly endurance. Um, and I have all sorts of plans for SRV racers, uh, races. So I can only say stay tuned. And, and I, I don't know. I have loads of things rattling in that brain and, of mine to you, find out.
6: You see,
4: Truly endurance, but given the number of DNFs we're seeing already, it's it's you know it must count, Fair right? enough.
2: Yes,
1: yes. We do not have an endurance attitude. Let me
4: comment on that real quick.
2: Um, the I do have an event type that I've used in the past with success uh, called SRV Cross, which is much tighter turning, uh, based on Supercross. For anyone who's familiar, um, it's SRVs on planets that are at least 0.8 G, maximum 1.2 or so, uh, and you stay on the ground the whole time, except for minor jumps, your thrust only allows you to kind of hop. Uh, And that's a lot about uh, wheel skill, wheel on the ground steering skill.
0: You know what's funny, though, about that, Haggard? Because I, I, I hear you. You've told me this before, and I was like, no, nah, man, I'll find a faster way. And the reason I'm saying that is because of someone like Shay Shea Blackwood, right? Currently second in a championship. He was the leader in a championship for a while. I gave him these challenges, like these parkour challenges around uh, various settlements. And I I, I do a route thinking you know this is the fastest way no way you can go any faster and then i watch him and him do it and you can find him literally optimizing every meter of the track trying to get himself pitched forward and boosting at the same time to build up extra momentum it is insane and i swear even on those rally crosses i betcha people can find places to fly
2: yeah well the problem is that it's not so much about the places it's about the gravity and if you're on a high-G planet, you just can't fly. Arson Unless says he likes it.
8: Dropper. It occurs to me as well, but you could just be limited to putting one pip in engines or something. That'd do it. Okay. You know,
1: I thought about
0: that. I thought about some like saying, okay, guys, I'm going to limit boosting. The problem with that is as well, if you turn down the capacitor, it, it lowers the maximum speed as well. So it, it just doesn't work. You end up hmm. going 20.
8: Huh, Okay. i
5: I was wanting to ask about this though um is there like a kind of known upper limit on gravity or a lower limit even um for where flying works like how many g's before it stops being a viable strategy or does it never can you can you fly on any planet
8: because you can certainly do it over one g i haven't Mm. tried especially hard but you know i've done i've done i did a crater race there's a massive crater and it was from one edge to the other and i think that was like 1.5 g and you can still, you can still do it. I'm
7: gonna say I like got, two to three idea. or
8: something. Yeah, I haven't I
4: the,
8: Kai, go ahead. Yeah.
7: Uh, how about this? You do a race that has ten proctors in ships, and the rule is that anyone can fly at any time they like. But if your wheels aren't on the ground, any of the proctors are allowed to shoot you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm game. Considering you can't target SRVs, it would make an actual challenge.
3: Haggard actually reminded me about this when he mentioned Supercross and we were kind of talking about like the reason to go race even if you're not necessarily competitive but uh, I like Haggard. I have a motocross background. I actually still race even my old age and I can tell you when you're on the line in one of these races with you know like 15, 20 guys around you, Mm -hmm. you get that same, the sweaty palms and the nerves. I mean just the excitement level of participating in this is absolutely incredible.
2: Racing is universal. It's the exact same feeling I got when I used to race as you're sitting on the line hell yeah um especially with the way black maze sets it up and everyone's at a starting gate you know it's like you're waiting for that go and that feeling even before you start going is is to live for so there's nothing like those butterflies
0: totally and it's one of the things that i you know people are saying like damn it i hate this whole low g thing and everyone's flying and fuck i just want to race and have a high g and but in the end that's not really what it is about for me personally honestly if it was high g and flying or flying wasn't viable i'm game like everyone has the same limitation let's do that but as soon as we're on a low g and everyone has to then uh, follow the rules of okay low g how do you behave on low g and everyone is trying to optimize that that is just as much fun to me because it i don't care if it's low g or high g both is fun it's difficult it's easy to do but difficult to be good at it It let
2: me me tell you why
1: commenter's desires. Um, I was talking to Black Maze a little bit a while back about us maybe eventually doing a um, SRV rally where synthesis is allowed and the starting um, line is on one planetoid and the finish line is on a very <laughs> new orbiting
5: one.
0: Hagrid, what were you saying? I think you were trying well, to say something.
2: Um, yeah, just to the point of restricting flying versus driving, um, it takes you it, regardless of the gravity Well, not entirely, but let's say the gravity is the same. You're doing an SRV cross course that is 0.2G. It takes you about, I don't know, several hundred meters, I think, to lift, rotate, iris and thrust, and rotate back down. Um, An SRV cross course is like 70 meters per straight. So it's it's a lot different. You don't have time to fly. You can kind of thrust up and then maybe get one in. but you actually don't want to be going that fast for the next corner so it's in that way
1: that's what we think but i can only imagine that people are going to be figuring out how to like bank with their wheels off of buildings or something certainly that would be rad
2: yeah
4: man, really absolutely so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean we have already proved if you get up past 90 degrees you can get boosted back into a building and drive vertically so,
0: exactly exactly very quickly then flyving right like we all kind of know the the basics of flyving but let me let me summarize it for anyone watching that's thinking like okay i understand you can float with your srv and you have a booster to hold off on landing but there's more to it right so if you just first of all and this is very important especially for kate drive assist has to be off
1: right kate yes I've never heard of this in my life. I, I, I don't know what you're talking so about. So drive assist is drive
0: assist is basically a uh, cruise control. You can it's like you set your tr- throttle and it'll try and maintain that speed. And it 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 works against you in in a lot of ways. So drive assist has to be off, and then it just turns into a normal racing game with throttle and braking, mainly. So the idea is you throttle all the way up until about 37 meters a second, which is kind of where you start topping out. And then it's trying to build up air, air, airborne momentum. So the way you do that is you, you find a little bit of a hill that gives you some upwards momentum without having to use your boost, it's just like a ramp. And as soon as you get airborne, if you would just keep yourself pitch level and boost, that's just your boost pushing you straight up. And that's not what you're looking for. You want a little bit of upwards momentum, so you use your boost for that. But if you pitch forward, the boost is now going to be propelling you forward. So you will be able to build up more speed than you would if you were just driving. At some point though, your capacitor is going to run low, so you need to land. So you have to look for a nice little place to land and optimally, you wanna try and land on the next little hill because it'll send you off if you land properly, which is kind of pitch forward again, it'll send you off with another kind of bouncing boost uh, into the air, and that allows you enough time to recharge your capacitor and continue on boosting forward all the way until about 100 meters per second and you start trying to stabilize or keep going faster and faster. You can go 120, 150, as long as you keep bouncing well. In this endurance championship, it's a little bit harder because you have to pit stop for hole, So you wanna try and not lose any hole. Synthesis isn't allowed, so you have to be a lot more careful. But that's basically what flying is. If anyone wants to chime in on that, feel absolutely free.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Um, There's an important factor there, which is, we have bam synthesis because if you do synthesize hold before you hit the ground and you're able to prevent yourself from taking 100% of your damage in one hit, flying acceleration has no limit. It is very easy to actually put your SRV into a stable low orbit and then slingshot yourself out of the planet's gravity and cause problems. It's very fun.
8: Very true. Indeed. Uh, Mate, well, can I add- I wouldn't say it was easy. <laughs> Go ahead, Alex. Can I add to your description? I wanted to add to your description of flying. So, the the next bit, the tricky, I I think, is is the tricky bit for people to pick up, is is once you've got that idea that that's how you get your speed going and your forward momentum, the problem is that inevitably the bounce tends to twist you a bit, and you have no your control. So the thing is, you're now going, so you're now twisted, and you're flying sideways at 60 meters a second, and you're coming down for your next bounce, and if you land sideways, it's not going to end well. So how do you correct that? And if, if people are listening to this, I, I could give them a visual um, description of roughly how you deal with that, which is this. I actually said this in a Sagittarius I article. If you hold your hand out in front of you now, flat, and uh, l- let's let's twist our hands to the right slightly. So we're, we're, we're we've hit a bump. we are twisted right 45 degrees maybe, and we we want to get. So that we're pointing forwards again so if you pitch your hand down a few degrees let's say 45 degrees and then if you roll your hand left and then if you pitch your hand back up and then you roll your hand right you've just looked yawed to the left a little bit and there's different combinations of that but there's this kind of rocking rolling motion which just has to get into your muscle memory oh yeah um, which you use to correct any twist. And once, you know, once it's in that muscle memory, you you can do a 180, you can do a 360 in the air if you want to.
0: For Uh, anyone thinking like, why are you being so complicated? Let me just state for clarity's sake. When you're in the air with your SRV, there is no yaw. So the only input you have is pitch and roll.
8: That's exactly, that's exactly it. Um, So the correct, to correct a pitch problem, you, you need to do this sort of rocking, rolling motion. That's a combination of pitching and yawing to get it back up. And I think I, I seem to remember I, I have so many like um, light seconds under my belt now that I can't quite remember what it was like when it was difficult. But I seem to recall that was the thing that I really struggled to master was was correcting that pitch. I,
6: yeah, that's something that uh, that's something I'm still working on too. Is the uh, uh, pitch and roll. Um, and coming out, uh, straight before your next bounce, because if you're yawed just a little bit, you know, it, it, it does end and, and badly, um, you know, and this is my second race coming up tomorrow, kind of nervous. And, uh, um, yeah, I'll probably be practicing that same pitch for uh, pitch and roll all night until the race tomorrow.
0: There was definitely a click for me as well again, watching Shea initially uh, watching his on board because what I u- used to do is I would treat it too much like a fighter plane or a ship. So what I did is I kept my, my, my I kept looking forward and I would roll and then pitch. That's what you do in a fighter plane, but it is absolutely not the optimal thing to do. Uh, Alec, you described it very well: pitch down and roll, and basically you're turning like y- y- now your roll has become a yaw. As soon as you pitch back up, you're facing the right way.
3: I actually learned from Alex's video that he was really gracious to share and kind of show. And, and we'll try to share that somewhere, too, because it was super useful. So I used to actually pitch up. Was it that up. slow-mo one? Yeah, I used to actually slow-mo pitch one. up and then yeah. roll sideways. And yep. I totally lose my view because I couldn't see anything. And once well, I realized, hey, pitching down and moving that way, then I could still actually get a frontward field of view of where I'm going. And it made it so much easier. But there's
0: another problem
3: with that, yeah, right? Like,
0: you want to pitch forward because... <laughs> Yeah, you want to keep the, your, your thrust in that direction. As soon as you start pitching back, you're breaking.
8: Yeah, I mean, for me, the main thing with pitching back is you can't see where the hell you're going and I just yeah. find that terrifying.
5: Uh, one thing that did help me, though, that um, Donald47 told me was that he was trying to do this without um, head look. And he was saying that just using the the instrumentation, you no know, the, the little compass that shows you no, where your destination is, is really helpful for for correcting your your yaw. Your...
4: If you burn it
8: horribly, then boss still points to your destination, so you can correct for that, which is useful. Right,
4: right. The little globe. It's,
8: uh, yeah. It's it's a shame we don't have Shay on here actually, because until quite recently he didn't use head look. Um, and one of the things you know, the, the pitching forwards that you described. To get to the sort of speeds that Shay does and to get the acceleration and to get to those speeds as quickly as he does, he's not just pitching forward a bit, he's pitching forward to 85 degrees, you know. Uh, I should say, if you pitch forward past 90, your boosters reverse, so the thrust comes out of your boosters out of the top instead of out of the bottom, and it will start pushing you backwards and slowing you down. So. Um, so what Shay is doing is, where possible, he's he's pitching forward to like 85, 88, 89 degrees to get mad. So he's tilted right forwards. So that boost is pushing him straight along the ground. Um, i lost my thread now. What was I going to say? Yeah, and he used to, until recently, he was doing that without head look. So he'd spend, you know, if, if he's doing something like the Permesh Ridge Challenge or, or one of those standing time trial challenges that I've got, where people send video evidence, he's looking at the ground most of the time. It's impossible, ha-
0: man. How do you maintain Chase a vector? Chat.
8: Yeah, I don't know how he knows where he's going. You know, you get these occasional glimpses of where you're going, and then you're you're basically looking at the ground seventy five percent of the time.
0: Awesome. So yeah, on that note cool. as well, like head tracking, um, and 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 some altitude control, right? I know, for example, crank, um, Sasha, is you as well? Maybe using VR? I don't remember. Negative. No, someone else was using VR. I'm, I don't...
9: I'm definitely using VR. Oh yeah of
0: course. Yeah, yeah, crank. Yeah, for sure. You but <laughs> some someone else as well. I actually find like watching your videos as well crank. And maybe this is obviously because I'm watching it in 2D and you're experiencing it in 3D and I'm completely wrong. I have just a normal 2D monitor and I, I find it easier to maintain an overview of what's going on versus watching you race with VR and head tracking, even Shay with his head tracking. I find it so difficult to follow the vector that he is following because the camera's just going all over the place.
1: (laughs) It's easier when you're in control of it because uh, the, part of the reason why you're probably losing it so often is because we are not always looking at our instrumentation right we know where our instrumentation is and um, we're in full control of when we see it <laughs> yeah. next time yeah we're full control in full control of when we see it next time so basically we have that information whenever we want it but you the viewer are just losing a bunch of data that you would normally have
9: yeah so I have what see go ahead uh, What what you'll see or what I've noticed when I'm watching my videos is um, normally I'm focused right ahead and you can see uh, with the VR, because obviously it's it's automatic head tracking, you can see that I'm focused in one place and the SLV is kind of moving around me. Um, And and that tends to be um, the way I drive. And we've had this discussion when I'm doing, you know, sometimes my head is craned back at the point I'm doing 90 (laughs) degrees forward. My head is literally looking up. So that's fascinating as
0: well and for me on my xbox controller so i have ride stick set to head look but i don't actually use that uh for looking up because the head look i'll use it whenever i need to target something or when i'm trying to find my ship when i i'm doing a pit stop um if i'm flying, and it did i mean picture an xbox controller you have four buttons right you have a x b and y the left one is x and the right one is b I actually use that for looking up and looking down again. So I have an, a button set up for incremental looking up and down. So I, I mean, obviously I I, Alec was explaining that to have like a perfect forward boost, you need to go close to 85, uh, uh, pitch down 85 degrees. So that's like the, if you go any more, you start boosting the wrong way. So I look up with my controller and then I have a perfect forward view, um, using the, the buttons on my Xbox controller. And then as soon as I start pitching back neutral again, I just press the other button to get my camera back to neutral. And I, 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 I would find it difficult with head look because for me, two presses up and my camera is always in the same place. So I know exactly how far I can pitch because the, the picture never changes. This is something thought, uh, taught when you do uh, uh, pilot lessons as well. They always you know tell you, remember the picture side of how far above the horizon is, above your cockpit or your dashboard and stuff like that. And I would find it difficult, but I could be totally wrong with VR and head look like a head tracker.
9: I think Uh, it's the case of you you need to get used to it. I mean, it's a change because I used to play on a big screen. Um, I started with this ED tracker, which is um, a head tracker. Um, and that was on the big screen. And I started with that before VR. And it is different, but I mean, it's so much more alive in VR. It's so much, you're so much more involved in the fact yeah. that it's the 3D aspect. So, For sure. and, and there just is no, once you've gone from one to the other, yes, it's different, but I wouldn't go back.
1: So we have here trying to, if you're trying to give it a shot and want to see whether you hate it or not, uh, there's this, uh, and you own like a Google Cardboard or something, just any headset that you stuff your phone into. Um, there's this application called RiftCat. Oh, where yeah. where you can um, use your phone as a VR headset. If you set it up so that your phone is connected to your computer through USB tethering, that's the key. You got to have that um USB data connection for um, the video streaming or the VR. Um, it works exceedingly well. Um and you can uh, there's a free trial of that available. You can uh, throw it into a leap, see how it works, have some fun with it. I highly I should recommend totally
0: it. try that with my new phone. Yeah, I tried it with my old phone and I had very bad connection, but it was because of my actual phone being quite old
1: oh yeah you need you need a pretty beefy one <laughs> yeah
0: yeah because I, I can imagine it takes a bit of hardware so here's the thing right we have different rallies and and they have different lengths and they have different terrain and some are flat some are very up and down some have lots of craters some have a lot of little rocks i'm looking at you brook poi um <laughs> di- different speeds are acceptable and, and taking that into consideration i tend to and Mind you, I'm not even racing in the championship, but I'm just practicing the races to, to get a feel for what you guys are going through when you're, when you're doing the race. I tend to kind of aim for between 90 and 100 meters a second, and then I actually stop pitching forward. And what I'll do is I'll keep my... I'll only pitch forward until I'm about halfway through my capacitor, and then I'll use the rest with neutral pitch. Because obviously, when you have neutral pitch... And your thruster is pointing directly up, you get more optimal altitude control, and you can maintain your altitude longer because you're using your energy in a more optimized manner. Do you guys think about that when you're trying to land somewhere? When you're pitching forward and boosting, you're not as efficiently maintaining altitude as would you uh, when you would be pitch neutral. Do you guys think about that?
9: Somebody wants to. To prepare for you um, to basically line up with the slope that you're coming into. So that is something that, yes, it's all part of the kind of, uh, you know, bounce, boost forward and then prepare for the next thing. Uh, The preparing for the next thing is literally that, isn't it? It's lining up for the next slope, making, you know, working out where the landing is and keeping enough boost to make sure that you can get a good landing rather than just bounce off anywhere.
4: In one of the races, somebody said, and this stuck with me because it was a perfect summary of it. It's like a combo in a fighting game or something. To get to speed and to maintain so speed, true. it isn't so much about getting the, the bounce right or getting this boost right or whatever else that is. It's getting every bounce right. Every bounce that's the difference.
3: It, depending on how high you're bouncing as well and then the gravity of the planet, you can actually get some pretty scary down speeds. A lot of people don't know whatever, wherever you're facing your SRV, that's what shows on the speed indicator. So if you're like facing down, but you're actually going 120 meters a second forward, pitch back up to forward you'll see how fast you're going you know on that trajectory very and so when you're coming down you actually have to be really cognizant of that and sometimes you'll actually want to use some of your capacitor to kind of slow your downslope and when you're going in the ground kind of turn that into forward velocity to soften your bounce a little bit so there's a lot of little nuanced tricks that you can do to actually help with that flying.
0: Absolutely, and I wanted to very quickly just uh, quote Shea Blackwood, who is in the chat, and uh, uh, again, a quick introduction, Shea Blackwood is currently second in the championship, only just overtaken by Alec, who has managed to finish four races out of four, where Shea Blackwood has only managed to finish two out of four. Uh, Shea Blackwood... um, i would say probably one of the fastest uh out of all of us he's mentioning that it's actually more important to avoid damage well he, he would know right um uh, rather than building speed fast he's saying if you try and pitch to a maximum of about 40 to 45 degrees you can actually still see forward out of most uh, uh cameras or, or or monitors i should say i guess um and 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 you can still build up the speed it just takes a little bit longer but the acceleration being slightly lower isn't necessarily bad it's it's more about keeping that momentum going and avoiding the pit stop alec you were saying
8: yeah i mean momentum is the key really the, the SRV accelerates relatively slowly and you know i see a lot of people saying i can only get to 40 or 45 and without watching their videos i can't be sure but i'm almost certain that what's happening is they're they're stringing like seven eight bounces together and then having a bad one and then they're stringing another five or six and then they're getting twisted you've just got to you know it builds up over time so maybe five minutes and you'll find yourself doing 80 90 but it takes such takes, life right yeah.
7: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's sure. a good one one
1: percent of the I, racers have 99 percent of the good bounces <laughs>
8: hell yeah hell yeah i totally agree with what maize was saying as well about about speed certainly in these races th- this thing of not being able to use synthesis is is completely unique for me you know i've done in planetary circumnavigations in things like the permesh ridge challenge and other races i've done you've always been able to use synthesis. So damage isn't an issue as long as you're quick and you know to hit that synthesis at the right moment, it's not a problem. So having to worry about damage and having to worry about the the DNF in this race makes a huge difference. And so I've definitely, and each planet has been different. I have a top speed in in mind. And when I start hitting it, I'm I'm definitely not tilting forwards anymore because- What's your top speed,
1: what's your top speed? (laughs) <laughs> Inquiring Roy, minds want to
8: know. Roy was eighty or less. Yeah, for Roy sure. Roy was yeah, yeah. maybe Once I started getting above seventy, it was like time to level out. You yeah.
0: know what? You I, know what hurts me, Alec, in this. Yeah. I I do what you're just saying, right? I I say to myself, okay, I'm gonna go. Sl- I'm gonna accept lower speeds but then i watch shay and i watch him go faster and i watch him skip more difficult terrain because he's going faster and i just get irritated thinking like "Fuck! i could be skipping all that terrain if i just bounce a little longer
8: do you know one of one of the other hardest things for for me in this race and and i'm gonna the other guys agree with this as well but so shay's faster than me i I think i've come to terms with that (laughs) we we've had a few sort of time trial races and things in the past where, you know, we've both practiced a lot, an awful lot, and I, he's just faster than me. It's fine. <laughs> he's <here laughs> trying, trying into his thing. But um, for me, with this race, I'm finding it hard to ignore the other drivers, because I feel yeah. like that's the, be- the best thing to do. So when I see Shay in front of me, or in the last race Skr was in front of me as well, it's like, if I push myself to go faster than I'm comfortable with, I'm just going to DNF you know so so for me the, the challenge in this race has just been to find the speed that I'm comfortable with which I work out in practice during the week and then just try and hit that from start to finish. I like how calmly it. you're bringing this across as well. It's difficult though it's difficult because you see Shay, and maybe you see him do a pit stop and he's like 10 kilometers in front and you think mm, if I push it I can probably overtake him again. Now.
0: How do the others feel about this? Is the, do you get pressured by seeing the others go in front?
9: Oh, I've never been pressured by seeing Shay in a pit stop 10 kilometers ahead of me, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's normally only just
3: kilometers away. <laughs> the last round, Alec and I actually spent a whole bunch of the early race, like side-by-side, and that was a big pressure oh, for me. Oh, I, I was have just some trying beautiful to get footage of, him, of that. That was actually a blast, so I felt the pressure big time there to try to try to get some
2: more speed. It was it so was, was absolutely beautiful. Well,
0: yeah, to watch you two Sorry, together, Alec sense and, and Osashes, that was awesome. What was that, Haggard?
2: Sorry to interject. I actually have to hop off. Um, no be problem. I'm for like 45 minutes. So if you happen to still be going, uh, just let me know.
6: <laughs> oh, 07, Haggard.
2: All right. Oh, Later, 07. Everyone. See
0: you around. What did he say about uh, let, let him know? I didn't catch that.
4: If still, uh, if we're still going in 45 minutes, like I said.
8: Yeah, he's, he's, he's there. come back Come bit
0: right gotcha gotcha awesome so uh, i i had a point i wanted to make but i i lost it um
5: we were talking about other
0: yeah yeah i was gonna say exactly i was gonna say I, I was practicing i do most of my practicing with crank because we're testing the telemetry software and uh we were we were practicing. Was it Jambé recently? Crank. I think it was already that we moved to Jambé and we were practicing, and and you were having such a, a great run every time. And no, it was Brock Poi. It was the race before. And you you
9: you okay, were. Can't have been I don't remember that at all. No 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 exactly yeah yeah <laughs> it was definitely
0: Brock Poi. and you you kept veering off a little bit to the left and you had a route down and you were fast and I I would try and, and com- like I would compromise my own tactics just to try and keep up and it would obviously just mean. That i would be doing worse and i think that's what alec was trying to get to
8: as well yeah. i think you have a natural and you can build it up but I, but I think you have a natural rhythm where you're comfortable and it's fast but it feels comfortable and, for sure and yeah you push it and then suddenly it all it all just goes tits up
7: i, we have, I gotta make an observation here real quick alex turner Number one in the overall series of races, and the fastest man I know. And every time you talk to him, he sounds so calm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's gotta be it. We just need to get real calm and stop chugging all these energy drinks. <laughs>
0: So we have Laurie in the chat asking why nobody is mentioning Skur. Well, for me personally, I, again, I'm super out of touch, so I'm I'm always almost embarrassed to to, to say that I don't actually know who Skur is. He joined us for a single race. Uh, he joined us on on Brockpoi, and he did really well. Um, does anyone have anything to say about Skur?
3: Well, well, well,
8: because um, he couldn't make it so, so two things so i know Skir from the Pamesh ridge challenge um so yeah i don't know people don't know it the, the Permesh Ridge challenge is something i've been running with the buckyball racing club for a while i think it's over a year now um and it's you know these planets um Permesh 2c is an obvious one but there's quite a few that are, where the surface is just rippled with these like deep ice ridges beautiful so, Yeah, stunning. So there's a really nice long ridge and basically the race is just uh, 65 kilometres along the ridge um, at speed. It's a really challenging race because the ridge has a little dog leg in it. And at these sort of speeds, it becomes a question of hitting the perfect bump at the perfect angle to bounce you right when you need to go right. And you you can imagine there's not much you can do if you're you're a degree off at 100 metres a second in the air you're not going to be back on the ridge the next time you bounce you're gonna oh exercising. i've seen that yeah yeah it's really really good challenge and and um, scare is now top on that um which is stunning because another guy's been holding that record for a year so um i do have a message from sker because he couldn't make it i'll try and read it out uh blah, 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 blah. right he says re srv um this is kind of interesting. I guess my feeling, untested, is that th- this was a discussing a discussion we were having about the boost and whether it gets weaker at the bottom of the capacitor. It's stronger in the first section of the boost, and and it, it, whether its strength runs out. Um, I would say yes. Yeah. So he, he thinks it is. He, he's feeling untested. Well, Shay tested this, and it doesn't. Hang on. Well, let
9: Alec finish. Let's,
8: let's, uh, sorry. As you mentioned scale, I'll just read out what you said. Um, My feeling untested is that FD have fudged something in the SRV boost or how gravity works to prevent SRVs boosting continually away from the ground, even on low G worlds. For how to use the capacitor, my feeling again untested is that you get more boost out of letting it recharge and using a full capacitor than the equivalent amount continually emptying the end. Uh, However, that's offset by adding speed sooner and that soon the speed produces more overall speed over time. Uh, changing to the bottom of the capacitor boosting, uh, huh, so is it made him faster on the reach? So, yeah, it's, it's untested. Um. Crank, what, what, what well, are your thoughts no, on this? Shay,
9: Shay did test this. He, put a, he posted a video, a YouTube video, where he did it at the bottom of the capacitor and um, it did it at the top, but it's, he got exactly the same each time
8: it was quite interesting
9: but this in is weird look channels, at this
0: now now shay is saying he agrees with Skur.
9: <laughs> but oh, it's I... your video shay <laughs> it's
0: it's it's fascinating i just want to add my two cents in saying that i i i have this feeling as well that there is definitely something inconsistent about the boost uh and i haven't found what it is but sometimes you're getting more power or or Altitude maintaining out of your thrust, than then in other times. And I don't know if this me, is like placebo or something like that, but it's it's yeah. there's something For me, there. I've
9: noticed this recently, and I've discovered it's down to I wasn't actually tilting forward as much as I thought I was, and it was where I'd I kind of got lax or something like that. So yeah, yeah, I kind of yeah, thought yeah. it was the S R V, and it wasn't. When I actually checked, I I dropped that. You know, even when I thought I was at ninety, I was actually at sixty. It was that far out, and I thought ah. Oh, Um, So I've kind of had feelings like that before, but yes, if if you actually check it, quite often, you know, the the thing that's changed isn't the SLB, it's you. (laughs) Shay is saying that that
0: what he believes is that it doesn't get weaker as, uh, as you bottom out or as the capacitor empties. What he is saying is that if you use the entire capacitor in a single turn you will get more height or boost out of it than if you did it in, in 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 parts and i think a part of that is maybe there is a wind up to it like that it takes like as soon as you press it you're using the full consumption but the i don't know like the, the acceleration takes a second to kick in so it could be something like that where if you do I, it in one go you only have that wind up just once
9: I think it would, would be really difficult to test that. I can't even think of how you would test yeah. it, as in how over a certain period of time, if you did short bursts or a one whole burst, which, yeah. which would...
2: I think Shay and Skir
0: Oh, Sashas, go ahead. Oh, Sashas. Right.
3: I was just going to okay, say, I go. think that they're totally right on this, but I don't think it's really FDev fudging anything. That's just kind of like physics. If you're building momentum, sure. you're going to keep building momentum faster if you continue that throughout the entire capacitor versus if you did, like, the top half and the bottom half at separate times, you're slowing down and then having to build that momentum back but up. But only so because you're on in gravity yeah. then. Yes, in gravity. and In a zero-gravity environment, it wouldn't be that way, but where we're on gravity, that makes sense.
8: I'm really curious, because everyone here has um, sort of driven the SRV a fair bit now and, and knows how it handles. I, I would love to speak to the guy at Frontier, and I don't even know who, <laughs> who who kind of was responsible for the way the SRV behaves, its physics model, because A, did. Did they ever conceive that people would be driving the SRV the way they do?
0: I think about that often.
8: Yeah. If they didn't, if they'd never imagined it, then did they just get lucky? Because the way it behaves, I think, is is beautiful. It's It's
0: fascinating. Kate, what did you want to say?
1: Oh, I was going to say, Frank, we've got the um, tracking. What's the precision on that? Like, is it down...
9: Um, it's not that precise because I changed it when I first did it. I was doing it. So it would update every 200 milliseconds. Oh, that'd be great. Let's get it as precise as we can. Unfortunately, you only get an update from each client about once a second. So I've done it down to that. So um, it depends literally on how fast you're going. Obviously, if you're going 100 meters in a second, then the precision is potentially 100 meters. Um, but yeah, that's that's about as um, often as it does. If things like whole damage, where I've added that recently, that's even less precise because ED will only spit out an update um, when there's a significant change. If you lose one percent, it won't actually dump anything to the journal at all. It will only that's do it if you lose twenty percent or more. So, so that that's even worse. But. Um, I mean, it works out for the races. It works out very well for the kind of tracking we're doing there. Um, if you're doing um, traveling over the planet, it, it's got route tracking in it that you can do. If you're driving slowly over it, then you can get quite good accuracy that way. But for racing, it just comes down to how fast you're going and, you know, how, uh, um, yeah, it's so once a, a second, a, basically. That's
1: a damn shame, because that was the first thing I thought of, is that...
0: We're losing you uh, quite we, often since there, Since we Kate. have this
1: positional tracking, we could... Oops, yeah, um, since we've got this positional tracking, it seems like it would be... A lot easier to figure out these sort of mechanics, just because we can translate our position and our velocity and our acceleration into tidy little bar graphs. So when you push the button, yeah. you would see exactly how each changes. But I think yeah. we lack the I think we lack the precision with what we've got. Yeah, and
9: I can't see when someone's boosting. I don't get that kind of feedback. Unfortunately, it's literally um, you know location data and stuff like that. Um, I think in the journal there is things like pips, but that, that's not really. Nah. Very useful I mean,
0: honestly uh, crank the the, the the shit you get out of this is incredible, considering you get so little and you turn it into so much. Kai, what were you saying?
7: Well, I was just curious, based on what you were saying that the the limiting factor there was that you would only get sort of reports from other people's clients every second. Would it be possible if you were to get your software onto Alec or Shay's uh actual srv and they were running it internally they were running it not as a being reported to from someone else that you could get more precise output like per time and then you could use that to try to figure out some of these mechanics
9: i mean the, the, well i mean the, the data um we've got is that we'd actually need more data as a more can i interject real quick the, the, mm-hmm?
0: I think there's a misunderstanding, misunderstand, uh, Kai. Uh, everybody that is participating is running an executable on their computer, uh, so their actual client is reporting to the executable on their computer, and then to a
7: server uh, from Crank.
9: Okay, never mind that. And I mean, basically, it's reporting as quickly as ED is exporting it. So I mean, the only way we'd get more preci- precision is if the game gave us more um, information or gave it um, gave it to us more quickly. Um Can I? Have- as a- Go can, I, can I just ask the drivers a question that
7: I'm dying to know the answer to from them? What what do you what are you excited for about what you think may be coming in Odyssey that would maybe change anything about how you drive or fly? In
0: Quote, race? unquote, Kai. Mot- Community motorcycles manager. or hover
3: bikes, please. <laughs> motorcycles <laughs> or hover bikes, please. <laughs>
0: Yeah, more SRVs for me. That's all I care yes, about. More oh, SRVs yeah. walking. That's what I care about. More SRVs and walking.
9: It's, a, it's the planet surface. It's, a, it's the new planetary tech that yes, I want to yes, see. Yes, yes, yes. That, that, that too. That too. Oh, yeah, more fun. SRVs, fine. But I, I, I could quite happily live with this SRV for a hell of a long time still. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm never going to object to more.
6: Yeah, I'd have to say mission specific SRVs.
1: That would be lovely. Yeah, I'd love a race specific
4: SRV. Yeah, the, and
0: when, when reason, he says mission specific, he means racing.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> we have a mission it's important
5: even think... just being able to get out the SRV though sounds like a lot of fun even for this you know yeah, like when you're yeah. all lined up at the grid at the beginning waiting for five minutes for the race to start being able to get out and stand in a wee huddle and you know maybe <laughs> push people SRVs or jump on the them tires, or wherever sounds know? like a lot of
0: more fun more opportunity you know? to loiter
3: one thing I was just wondering is, uh like, is there going to be like a sit emote so we can have somebody sit on the top of our SRV as we're racing and we're yeah, just like yeah. carting them around? <laughs> that
0: so to well. get back to sure. SRV handling, right, guys. So here's an interesting one, and Alec turned. Uh, uh He 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 uh showed us a little bit of this in his video as well, and it's it's quite important. Obviously, when your vector is pushed a little bit offset to the left or maybe to the right because of a bad bounce, there is. A need to correct that offset and you can do that in the air you know by pitching and then and, and thrusting in a certain direction but you can also do this with your wheels during a bounce where, where do you guys decide on how you're going to change your vector
6: uh speed is a lot of uh, a lot of that equation if you're going you know too fast you know turning your wheels it's just going to throw you into a spin at least that's been my Experience in my short two races that I'm coming up here on tomorrow, um, but uh, if uh, I'm just off a little bit, you know, I'll take and I'll crank the wheel, just uh, you know, give it a little bit of op- opposite turn of the direction I'm pointing, and just pray that it straightens me out.
8: I yeah. am. I, I learned from cra- only only from Shay within the last six months that you could bounce at reasonable speeds with your wheels slightly, uh, deliberately off centre to, to kind of do a bit of a twist on that bump. Up until then, I, I didn't think you could do it, it was fascinating. I actually did a race, um, it was one of the first times I bumped into Shea, and we did, it was this fantastic race, you know, the circular planetary cities, and it was basically a lap around the inside, and then out through the exit ramp, and then an, a, a lap all the way around the outside. And going around the outside is really interesting because if you get too much speed, then you can't hold the the turn. You you start flying off too far. You know the, the tendency of the SRE to go straight. Um, and I was tending to be banked on my side the whole time, trying to push myself round the the curve of the outside of the city. And Shay seemed to be pulling off these twists on his bounces, and it was you know it was only later I realised he was actually deliberately landing with the steering slightly off. So you can get away with
0: it. I'd like to add to that and say that I do it a a, a huge amount. Like I'll be doing 60, 70, maybe even 80 meters a second. But if I need to correct, let's say by 5 or 10 degrees, uh, uh, my vector, I will easily have my SRV twisted slightly to the side. And as long as you're pitching towards the way you're going to bounce, you can use that to slide your momentum. And it's actually a really nice way to change your vector the necessary amount so, but it does require you to have down the whole knowing how to bounce without clipping the wheels wrong and that's i don't know it takes a little bit of i don't know you you get it at some point
8: well. you can't overdo it if you overdo it it's bad news <laughs>
4: so i'm almost the opposite and i would try and bounce uh, steer by bouncing or pick a nice hill to <laughs> roll off of the right angle first of all for the small corrections But I have had the opposite thing, where I've used the steer to correct big offs. If I'm flying through the air 100 meters a second going the wrong way, touching down hard steering and just letting the SV spin itself back around again is how I've corrected that in the past, which does actually work sometimes. It's really odd.
0: An interesting thing I found as well is when you bounce, I used to try and bounce too gently. Like, I would use a lot of my capacitor to make the bounce soft, but I found that sometimes that incurs more damage than when I bounce hard and also... Uh, it, you, you want that upwards momentum because if you bounce softly, you're just going to end up floating across the terrain at incredible, cool, high speeds, and it looks really cool, but it's just not efficient.
8: It's lethal. It's yeah. my biggest fear is, is not to get enough bounce and to suddenly find yourself with very little altitude. i really guilty of that.
6: There's so, a couple times where um, I would go for a bounce, and, you know, I'd hit pretty hard and I'd look down at my damage and it's like that didn't do anything to me. And there's other times where, you know, I've bounced kind of soft and it's like two, three, five percent. So, you know, there's there's a line in there, you know, that, uh, you know, it's hard not to cross to take, uh, you know, as little damage as possible. But yet still get enough uh, enough inertia in your bounce to give you the altitude. So you have the time to pitch down and get forward momentum
0: before people
5: respond to that. I think Anderson, were you trying to pitch him with something there? Oh, yeah, sorry. I was just saying we talked a bit before about how um, the mid-air corrections is a big kind of leap. But the bounces also, I that's, that's where I'm at. I can do the mid-air corrections, but it's just trying to get those bounces right and chain them that I've really been struggling with. Um, but I've also found that we were talking about the steering. I think because I'm bouncing wrong, sometimes if I try to correct by steering my wheels, it will turn me the wrong way. I think this is maybe because the back wheels are touching the ground, and because the back wheels are also steering the opposite direction, it's just kind of pushing me that way if the back wheels touch first.
0: It's important. Like This happens to everybody, but it's just so important that if that happens, look at your capacitor. Do you have enough power? Can you maintain altitude? If the answer to that is yes, pitch down, roll in the right direction, and look back up. But this is where head look becomes important. And if you don't have the capacitor, yeah, just... Try and roll with it and and land as smoothly as you can to restart.
9: But it's also land with your front wheels is also um the best thing. being as you say, especially if you're steering. I also uh, another trick I do sometimes have though is if you land on your front wheels and then um, I pull my joystick back and you can get a little bounce off your back wheels, which can give you that yeah. little push forward. Oh, I love those um, bounces. Obviously, which helps you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you can force them a lot more often by you know actively going in um to to, to pull the stick back to to bring the wheels down. And obviously it takes up to 60 degrees without even trying, and then a little bit further just to give you that boost.
5: Okay, cool.
0: And um, we had Sir Baltasar mentioning about uh, whole percentages and, and sometimes getting more damages than other times. And it is true, there are, and I think this is just physics engine related things. I've had uh, cases where I was doing 70 meters a second and I, I, I didn't have enough bounce momentum or whatever you want to call it. And I ended up driving and I was driving at 70 meters a second, hit nothing, and I lost 25% hole. And I, I yeah,
1: think... I, I,
8: yeah, I wanted I, to ask, does anyone else get the thing? So you know you know the kind of perfect, smooth, rounded little mound that you're looking for, the perfect thing that you want to bounce off. Uh, and occasionally I'll get a thing where, it usually only happens over, maybe over 70, but I'll, I'll bounce perfectly. I'll land absolutely perfectly flat, maybe front wheel slightly first, beautiful smir- smooth little mound no rocks in sight and you'll get this horrible cr- you know that crunching noise Crack. That- yep.
9: it's, it's the invisible uh, rocks I've yes, about yes. on many occasions Yes.
8: Yeah. I I, it must be
0: that. some kind of it must be like uh, clipping with a vertice or an edge of some 3D model of
8: terrain I just can't tell if I've landed badly or or maybe there's a rock that's submerged and you can't see it but it's there or I don't know yeah, I'm glad other people get those too No, no, know. absolutely, yeah, and and the, the faster the you go, thing, you know, in yeah,
0: yeah, the faster you go, the more you you, you seem to run into them. I, I'm I'm convinced it's just a, an a game engine thing. That's it's hard to avoid sometimes.
1: It makes me think of the um, underground rocks that you always see inside of the hangar bay of planetary installations. Yeah, hmm.
5: if the um, the surfaces are going to change, if all that's how that's modeled is going to be changed with Odyssey, then maybe this is something that will improve
0: so Here's we have tip. we have kai asking in the live stream chat and i want to bring it to the the live stream as well and i'll i'll answer it first and then open it to you guys so he's asking what if we don't get new srvs but instead we get an srv that we can modify with different uh different slots like a a class and b class or whatever um is that something you'd like me personally i'd like it but we have this incredible platform The same with ship-launched fighters, right? You have different classes. And every time I go to install a planetary vehicle module in my ship and I see the option to buy the Scarab, I'm like, this list could be longer. This list has to be longer. You have this system that is set up to give you choices, but there are no choices. So give me choices. That's my answer. 100%
4: agree. As the Scarab is, it it is kind of, I'd like something that looks different, like a different shape chassis or whatever else like that. Again, the Scarab's an awesome all-terrain vehicle. It's, you know, I'd love one in the real world to take and drive about in because it handles amazingly for what it is. And it is a genuine go-anywhere, do-anything type vehicle. But something that was less go-anywhere, do-anything and more focused would be quickly fun.
8: I we had more variety just for this, just for these races. The, the, when we did the first Great Planetary Expedition, and I, I was saying how we had like 25 SRVs lined up for the start, I did think it's a shame they're all identical. Wouldn't it be nice if they were all, you know, if there was some variety?
0: At least you spiced it like up with a, yeah. a pink-purple paint scheme, which is uh, at yeah. least doing yeah. something. And I liked cranks. I liked yours as well because you had the glowing wheels
9: that was the white one wasn't it yeah, yeah i think so or the blue-ish. thing is it was horrible to drive as i mentioned it was horrible because, especially um in the dark because you get the glow off all the wheels and it's actually off-putting so uh, when it's night do you I,
0: drive at night vision i know crank you like to keep it off for a long time
9: i do i if there's um and a, a lot of this i got from driving around kume i think i've, I've done some videos where i was driving down slopes and getting up in speed and um I, I, I just much prefer it, but so it's more kind of, is it more intense? I don't know, I, I feel as though it's more intense, more involved driving. Um, You know, you're focused on a very much smaller area because obviously you can't see, um, and you're kind of reacting to a much smaller amount of information. Um, And yeah, I, I love night driving. I'm it, completely the opposite. If I
0: turn off my, even in daytime, if I'm racing, night vision is coming on because all the rocks, they get a silhouette
8: i agree i i i I, I kind of agree with craig generally i prefer it off you know if i'm doing planetary circumnavigation i just like the atmosphere and the mood of it off but there's no getting around the fact in this racing in these races that when you flick it on all the the rocks light up
9: (laughs) no i i do have it on in the races I, i i've kept it off in practices and you know enjoyed that but no in a race yeah, you you can't get away really with that. Having said that, I'm sure I saw someone in the last race driving it without night vision in one of their streams. Um, crazy! I
8: can't remember who it was. I think you're doing yourself a disservice if you put it off because it just the rocks just light up.
3: Honestly, I you had the, yours off, Alec, and that's how you stayed so passive and calm the entire time. You don't think, know they're there, then there's nothing to worry about.
0: I think most times, I mentioned earlier, I tend to drive. I I used to drive the SRV for too long, too long, and I think mostly what made me turn to saying, okay, okay I got to stop now, is that it would be night time. And then we got night vision and everything got so much better. And um, on that, I want to just quickly ask, right, um, we have different gravities on different rallies. We have different terrains on different rallies. Uh, take Brockpoi, for example. I think pretty much everyone spent 90% of the race looking for rocks. Where am I going to land? Where can I go? Okay. How do I bounce without clipping a rock and losing 75% of my hull? Now we're coming up on Jombe, which is littered with craters. So my question is, how do you guys plan to tackle this problem? Do you plan to go airborne and try and scout which way to go? Or do you have a route laid out in advance? Do you use headings? Um, What's your plan?
9: I've got to route through the first two big craters because the if you head at 244 I'll let everyone know I'm not hide <laughs> it 244 out of the camp will take you basically to the um the gap between the two big craters um and after that you you've essentially got a choice I think of bear left around the other big crater or go try and go through the band between the two big craters um so yeah that that's as far as my plan
8: goes yeah, I'm similar. I've, I've mapped it. As I said, I've got this little picture in front of me. Um, what's interesting, and I'm, I, I don't know if I'm going to have time to do this. Sure. this now. Well, it's very similar. My heading's like 247, but it's, it's it's through that gap. But, but it goes yeah. a bit further. It goes past the next two as well, and then there's a right turn. But um, the, the interesting thing is that in this image where I've got all these big craters and, and my line with my 247 sort of vector goes past them all, the distance at which i want to turn right having got past all the craters i'm still 180 kilometers from the finish so it's let so i've so what the hell's the second two thirds of this course like because i've mapped in detail roughly the first third of the course so, I'm
0: fascinated okay. by how you guys are planning these races. Honestly, it, it, it warms my heart to see everyone prepping this in their own way, scouting, practicing. It's, it's worth mentioning that we have so many people, a week before the race, they'll spend the entire week, uh, you know, taking nights to go and learn the track. And it is just, it's just, it's heartwarming. It's I
8: awesome. You know, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't normally bother for SRV racing, because I think you get to a level where you, you can just bounce over craters and obstacles, and you might as well go straight, frankly. But there are some big craters here. They're
9: massive, yes.
8: Yeah, and and there's two problems. I don't know if others agree. There's two problems with a big crater. One is, like I said, I, I hit a speed that I want to try and maintain. I don't really want to go faster than 90 here, particularly. Not much faster. And you pick up a lot of speed on the downside. The downside of craters are lethal. There's also something about the way that the gradient of the ground, because it's falling away from you, it tends to... Further so your landings. You, uh, uh, Maze was saying earlier about having nice hard bounces to get you back off the ground again. It's very easy driving down into a crater to find yourself suddenly skidding rather than bouncing, you know, because the ground is kind of falling away with you. And then the upside of the crater, the backside, they just sap your speed. You end up where you can't get over twenty-five. It's awful.
0: Oh, it it hurts when that happens, and you feel the need yeah. to compensate, but you just can't.
8: Worst thing, and I've had a, I've had this a couple of times in practice, is that because the downside is so lethal, you end up pit stopping at the bottom of the crater. So then you have zero momentum when you start trying to climb out of the damn thing. I think it's
0: worth mentioning, and I'm fascinated by the fact that Shay mentioned uh, some time ago in the Discord how he he plans to avoid craters. You know, going down in them might sound good to build up some speed, but crawling back out of them. It is uh, hard to predict whether you'll have good bounces or not to get out, so best to avoid them. And now in chat, he's saying, ah, I always miss my plans anyway. The plotting of the route, so I'll just beeline."
9: I think <laughs> it depends on the size of them. I mean, the, the massive, the two massive craters there are really—if um, I got. I've been down one of them and no, it is quite nasty but there are a load of other smaller craters that kind of when I've got started going into those I thought oh no I've gone into a massive crater and it's actually not and the smaller craters are absolutely fine to go through but quite often I find it difficult to judge the size of oh is this a small crater I've dropped into or not and um, yeah. you only realize by how long you're going downhill of course it's like oh okay I've been going downhill for two minutes this is actually quite a big crater <laughs> so
0: so Crank Any- mentioned something to me sorry oh, Sacha, go ahead
3: I was just going to say, I need to get on Alex's level apparently because in every single one of my test runs so far, I think I've found every single crater along the entire way. So
5: it's,
6: it's I'm like just su- going to look for the <laughs> uh, ships that come out of Super Cruise to pit stop people and just aim for those. I think <laughs> you should avoid those because <laughs> they had a bad bounce. Oh, yeah, they are pit stopping. That's right. Damn it, I got to change my strategy.
1: <laughs>
0: Something <laughs> interesting that Crank taught me, and it is stupid that I never considered it. And it, it's a small thing that can help you. Plan your speed and momentum for how long do you have left? When you obviously NAV target the settlement that you're going towards, you get an ETA marker. And when you're boosting, you can get some really solid feedback on your ETA at your current speed. And uh, I was fascinated with the fact that I never watched this. So I just wanted to put that out there.
9: Yeah, you can watch a minute or two dropping off through a boost. Exactly. It does give you really good.
8: I mentioned it in. in, in in the discord a few times this idea I, I call it winding it down but there's a number so suppose your eta is 58 but, and in other races i've had certain points where i thought i'd quite like to be at 50 at this point because i know i sort of know what speed that means and and you can almost literally wind it down with the boost button you hold boost and you can see it going 57 yep. 56 55, 54, 53 that'll do and you stop boosting and you're you know you can almost work out what speed you're at from the eta it's wonderful
0: 47, That like, you want to chip in with something there.
8: Yeah. I just I'd realized that was exactly when I realized I'd cracked
4: the boost jump driving sort of technique was when I started to realize that I could just dial in an ETA time on that yeah. marker. And be like, oh, that's what I'm in for. That's it. Okay, I'm here. Um, you can see
8: that it's working. You can, you can just, it's just instant feedback of what the boost is achieving. Yeah.
0: So is there anything that you guys want to know or talk about or are, that you're wondering how other folk are doing that with the SRV during the race, with the handling, anything? Is there anything you'd like to ask or talk about?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Imagine me having questions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Please. Uh, I've started to get pretty good at acceleration, but I am awful at coming up with a good bounce. When you're actually coming in, you, you see a nice little round hill that you know that you can get a nice ramp off of. How do you know that you got your angle right? How do you know that you are going to take that well?
8: Hmm. Um, yeah, I've been I've been toying with doing another video on this, like a slow motion thing, because I think I think a it's quite surprising how far ahead I'm, I, I can see the bounce that I want to hit, and and you get to a point where you can hit, you know, it's way off. It's it's almost almost immediately after you've just done a bounce and you've got your altitude back up again. You know, I, I almost immediately know where I am going to try and land i and find I that
0: hard particularly because the rocks don't seem to render in time
8: i wonder if i'm getting lucky with that as shay mentioned in chat something that he said he wanted for from odyssey which was terrain to load in faster and i was thinking huh, at I least think the rocks yeah, yeah. i think, I think it's general, different LED on the computer and, yeah.
3: too man Cause my, like, I don't have that pop in like other people complain. Not that I'm on some impressive whatever, but it's definitely not a potato, and I think that has something to do with it. I have everything. I know on there's one of those settings for happens. terrain pop in.
1: There, there, there's that specific um, like background work for terrain. I think that may yeah, be the one. I have that, everything like, on max, work and it, for, yeah.
0: it it still happens. Honestly, it it, it has nothing. It so, I'm sure it is a graphic thing, but even a, whatever setting on max, it it doesn't go away. And oh, Sashas, so if don't you don't have that Watch problem, them. you're just going too slow.
6: well that we all know that's the case so (laughs) as far as the bounce i try and look for a couple of hills to where i have a landing ramp that is tied right into another hill just after it that's going to launch you um you know that's kind of one of the 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 features that i look for in uh, my next bounce um kind of gives you a you know a nice smooth roll into the next one without having that hard crash but you know finding something like that consistently each and every time is, you know a huge pain in the ass
1: oh so you're looking for the half pipe and that means that you got wheels on the ground for a little bit there while you're riding right yes
0: oh god i'd never do that
8: i would recommend that i, I mean I, 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 would, I would generally say you want to be in contact with the ground as little as possible
6: right yeah, yeah I mean, it just it, just it, it's just a real quick, you know, down and up is, you know, what I, what I, I know keep what you an mean. eye out for. It's mm-hmm. not like I'm, really. you know, looking for something to, to uh, gently land on, roll for, you know, a few meters and then go up again. It's a lot quicker than
8: that. There's a little thing I love doing, I don't have this like this, I really, I love doing this, but when, when, when it works, is where you're, sometimes you're, you can see in front of you that there's like a, A rise, like it'll be, like maybe a little, a little miniature valley, but it's going across your direction of travel. So you're going to hit a wall. I mean, not a vertical wall, but you know, a pretty steep wall that's coming up in front of you. And sometimes you'll just see a little mound on the ground in front of the wall. Oh yeah, and and hit that to take you over the wall. So rather than
0: oh yes. You know what I mean? I, I've i said this before on I, I was doing a live stream practice and I, I know Sir Balthasar was looking at the time and what I try and do in these cases, especially when when you see a high wall coming up, if you just go flat out with whatever speed and go for the wall, you're most likely going to hit trouble. So it's better to try and find a ramp before you hit the wall yes. and yes. use that bounce yes. to skip the whole wall.
8: Yes. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Uh, it's great when it works. And it it it, it, it
0: it it is very satisfying
8: when it works.
5: Um, what do you do if you can't see any bounces? Do you just try and do a flat bounce or I do give you up. drive it wheel from the ground?
0: <laughs> I give up. I give up. I have I have that quite often where I'm like, Fuck, I just I don't see any good spaces and in most cases it doesn't uh work well for me.
8: You've got
9: to try and match as, as well as you can. And I find if you pull back again on the hot ass as you land, that often drives you up a slope where you think you weren't going to make it. Yeah. That's the only uh, thing I've got for
8: that. I think you have to make a split minute. You have to make a split decision. You have two options. And it really is, It needs to be. A, you need to make the decision quick as to what you're going to do. Your two options are either to hit boost and hold it and just yeah. give all the boost you've got, yeah. and then tilt back and try and hit. wheels against the wall you know if the slopes at 30 degrees you want to be back at 30 degrees so that you you might get away with that and and the or the alternative is to just drop like a stone and try and get a bounce off the flat ground but anything in between those two is almost certainly going to be disastrous so you kind of have to make that decision quick of which of those two you're going to do
0: okay so an interesting thing I, I want to quickly talk about as well is is uh, the percentage of hull that you have remaining before you decide to pit stop, and let's call it a, a like a, a threshold. And for me personally, mm-hmm. it's different per planet. Brookpoy obviously was painful with the small rocks, and uh, sometimes you would lose fifty percent, close to fifty percent on a, on a bad bounce. So for me, the threshold on on uh, Brookpoy was fifty. If I had if I would be down to fifty, I'm stopping for a pit stop. On Jombe. Uh, 39, I've 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 done 38, then I went to 35, and then I started thinking, you know what, that's probably still too much hole to to do a pit stop. And the reason I'm asking this as well is because uh, Hep, uh, who is, uh, I think he's joining us for, for races in the future as well, he's saying he usually ends up blowing up when trying to stop for his pit stop. And, and my reply would be, well, you probably waited too long. Uh, so you got to account for uh, uh, losing some hull. Uh, for example on Jumbe um, if I have 25% hull remaining and I make that my threshold I'm gonna assume I might lose at least half of that again uh, trying to stop if I don't do it right. So um, what is your threshold uh, in general uh, guys and and what do you think your threshold will be for Jumbe? I
9: think it depends on my speed a lot of the time. If I'm, if I'm down to say 30% hull um, if I was at, going at 100 and I take a bad hit and take takes down to 30% hole if I'm then going at 70, I'll probably keep going for a fair while at 70 until till I take another knock simply because you're much more stable at 70. Because um, I do have a habit of creeping up the speed as in uh, I, I like to go for Alex technique of trying to hold the speed I'm just completely incapable of doing that. And that is that I'll just I'll suddenly look down to oh no I've crept over 100 again and that's normally where things start going wrong obviously um, so yeah I, I find it depends a lot on the whole how I feel I'm driving at the time um, I've even gone down to well I mean if it get, gets below 20% then you're just asking for trouble but a lot of it is as I say, how I'm feeling and how particularly if you're on a um, you know, an easy part of the course, I'll go on until I'm towards the end of that easy part of the course if I know there's a tough part coming.
0: Oh that and take a piss up just yeah, before yeah, that. Yeah. I have those moments where you're like, fuck, I'm 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 down to my threshold, but I'm on such a good roll and it looks kind of mm-hmm. like yeah. the terrain isn't yeah. gonna get that bad. And that's how you blow up. You have to stick to your threshold, my opinion.
6: Yeah. I'm yeah, one of the pretty. slowest I've people out of the like. group, so as far as the threshold, I'm sure it's a lot lower than uh, pretty much everybody else. You know, when I start getting to forty percent, I'll uh, get concerned about it. When I hit thirty, I'm, I think I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm to that point to where it's like, okay, I'm about to call the ship. Yeah. I'm like I'm like you, Black
3: Maze. I kind of have like it's based on the plan slash course. You know, what I have set up. I do some practice runs and then kind of see where I'm at. So like Brock Poy was thirty-five percent for me and this one's probably gonna be 25%. And I try very hard to just stick to that. If I go at that percentage or below, I'm stopping for a pit stop, I don't care. As long as I have like, you know, an open area that I look like I can get one in. But that I saved I, me so far.
0: I agree as well with, I, I don't know if it was Crank or Alex saying it, that speed is, is important as well because especially on Jumbe, it's, it's easier to get a good high speed. But then if you do go down to 25% and you do bounce bad, you will blow up, so it's it's that that balancing act that I love so much about this that is difficult.
8: Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I was trying to pick mine, but it's different on different parts. Of it. I, I would say I'm being quite cautious, um, so I'd say forty is when I might start to think about it.
0: Yeah, for it, sure.
8: I tell you another thing. I don't know if others have this, but another thing is that s- slowing down can be hard. You know, you, so if you if you decide that you want to make a pit stop and you're still doing 80 or 70 or something then you're going to spend an awful lot of time slowing down and trying to stop so sometimes if i have a bad bounce that slows me down to 40 and i'm suppose i have a bad bounce and it slows me down to 40 and i've got 50 percent hole there i might do a pit stop just because well i've almost stopped anyway so i might as well stop
0: optimize your slow moments right
8: yeah if i'm slowing down anyway if i'm slow anyway i might as well stop now
0: yeah i know down. i know that feeling and shay mentioned as well in the chat that what he does and it's a good point to make um uh, alec crank mentioned earlier if you pitch past 90 degrees down you will instead be thrusting in the opposite direction, uh, i.e. slowing down, braking. Uh, you will also boost up a little bit so you can't hold it because you will gain too much altitude. But it is a valid way to do it. If you have quite some altitude and you need to slow down and you can't do it by braking with your wheels during a bounce, do it by pitching forward, head look forward up the maintained horizon and boost uh, basically uh, as a brake.
3: Anybody that's listening to this trying to learn how to fly too, two, if you don't have your handbrake bound, definitely do that because you can actually use that. Say you're going 80, 90 clicks a second or meters a second, not clicks. That would be crazy, but you're going that fast and you want to slow down, you can actually – Basically, feather your your bounces a little bit with a lot of boost, so you'll come down slow, and you can actually drag your handbrake over a couple bounces to really slow yourself down quick too. I, I to disagree with out. that
0: personally. That it like people I've heard people say that like oh, handbrake does so much. It's placebo, man. Honestly, it does nothing different no, than holding no. reverse.
8: I, I disagree that's that's how i that's how i slow down and stop the, the minute i decide i want to make a pit stop i put the handbrake on yeah,
9: yeah but you're wrong I'm, right. I, 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 yeah, I, I'm with black here. I'm, I'm with black Maze. i will only use the handbrake when all six wheels are on the ground and i'm not bouncing again up until that point i'm just using the engine or using the, the ground to slow down I'm not, I'm not thinking about using the handbrake
3: i've tried wow, the reverse thing but i just feel like the skid is just much more uh Wild and hard to control when you're trying to skid huh. with reverse versus using a handbrake and trying to skid to a stop. It's, thumb. it's but funny me. you say
1: that. When I use it, when I use the handbrake, I feel like I almost always spin out.
6: Shay was saying you can also use uh, uh-huh. uh, drive assist on to brake as well instead of yeah. the handbrake.
0: Just uh, brake, just reverse brake. I
8: need, I need well, to I, I, test, I, I suppose, and just not use the handbrake and see if it makes any difference whatsoever. Intriguing. Anderson, go ahead. Hey.
5: Sorry, I think where the handbrake really makes a difference is when you're you're on the ground and you're sliding. I've had a bunch of situations where I end up with all eight wheels on the ground and I'm sliding backwards. I can't see where I'm going and I'm, I'm going to hit a rock and you just touch the handbrake and everything just stops.
0: No, but then if you're going in reverse, just accelerate because then the accelerator becomes the brake. Nice. Uh,
5: yeah, but when you're going sideways, it's... no, it, it just touching the brake just...
0: All right. If you're going Everything sideways, you've already lost anyway. Agree. Well,
3: yeah.
5: Yes. Yes. Um, uh, I'm not going to argue with that. I'm. I have a lot to to work on.
3: <laughs> I shouldn't, but I just have to poke. You know, everybody's disagreeing with the two guys that haven't blown up this championship yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm just kidding.
3: I'm
5: just
1: teasing.
5: <laughs> oh, I've blown up.
0: Any more questions, guys? Anything you want to tactically discuss or whatever? Okay, I'll take the up um, first a, time.
7: I have a question for the drivers. Go. Uh, I would like to ask, Frontier made a big point on their stream that they did about the new stuff coming that they put in stuff for everyone. They put in stuff, you know, absolutely their stuff. Don't worry, AXI guys. Don't worry, this type of people, BGS, this, that, and the other. Their stuff for everyone. I, I hope that they absolutely consider racers to be part of that everyone as far as, as a group of people that have a a, a set of sort of desires that, that would go together. Now, I know elite racers and buckyball racers have some differences with the way that they do some of their stuff, but there's definitely a bunch of things that are similar between the two of you. What would you like to see that something for everyone be with regard to the race community, whether it would be just a better bookmarking system which i think is coming anyways because of the need to do a lot of the stuff on foot or maybe some form of uh markers per se or i mean i, I first thought it would be cool if there was a racetrack on a planet somewhere but that seems very limiting and that now you have to follow their whatever and part of the the genius of both groups is that you guys make really cool shit yourself so what would you if you could sort of if uh, if uh, if you had pictures of David Braben playing golf with Satan and you could just literally pick a couple of things that you wanted added, what would you guys ask the devs to add for you?
1: I'm thinking like oh. a weightless hardpoint for ships that deploys um, race gates. That would be real cool.
3: For yes. ground vehicles deployable things like ramps corner things that you can put down boost pads stuff like that that you could just mm-hmm. temporarily put yeah. down to like create a temporary track that would be amazing. so race
0: racing racing related objects is what i'm hearing
3: yes oh absolutely. yeah
1: half guides grind strong, rails too.
3: especially if you can deploy <laughs> them yourself and build a track as a community that would be so excellent
0: personally I I, I I agree with kate it would be cool to have gates i don't care so much about objects i can imagine uh, practically and technically it's quite difficult uh, for me it would be srvs uh, I, I think Odyssey so far seems to be a pretty terrainy, planetary orientated expansion. So, anything with planets is good. Do you know? Ooh, it's yeah, not ooh, racing. Oh, oh, <laughs> have one. I agree
8: with
9: that. It's not <laughs> for racing. Okay, okay
0: hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me, let me, let me. Race. We'll go down the list, starting with Alec. I'll, I'll give some names.
8: Okay, so bookmarks definitely. The other thing is, it's not for racing exactly, but I would. It would be so easy. I mean. People say, Oh, that'll be easy. It would be easy. I'd love to be able to deploy the SRV from a hovering ship. Yes. Just for those occasions." Yes. So, one of the other things outside of racing, one of the other things I love doing is BASE jumping. Finding a nice mountain and driving the SRV down from the top of it, doing you know loops and rolls on the way. It's beautiful. But so often you get these great mountains and you can't land anywhere. But just to be able to drop the SRV from a hovering ship, it's so easy. <laughs> And like for it to see follow see.
0: like with a ship-launched fighter as well, because they can obviously follow you, why not in the
8: SRV, right? I mean, you can board a border-hovering ship, so why can't you drop Cron? Crank. Uh,
9: yes. Um... So no, I'm I'm quite happy with the, the fact that we're getting a planet. I mean, the the fact we can build a race on any planet. Um, I mean, just more variety on that. I mean, if they could give us something so that we could define our courses in game, then you know anything like that would be appreciated. But, um, no, I'm really happy with the fact we're getting the new planets, we're getting the atmosphere, and and you know it's all going to look nicer. And to, for me, that's the main thing about the racing. It, it's actually getting out there different places, knowing the different scenery. So. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to what we're getting already. Anything else would be a bonus. Okay.
1: Multi-crew with passengers in SRVs. We got those nice big vehicles. Yes. I would love to be able to call all my friends and say, hey, yes. look, I found this wild planet. Come race me. And then they hop right in.
0: Fuck yeah. Oh, Sashes.
3: So nothing that uh, Frontier makes like an Engineers from the Ground Up is going to be as good as what the community could put together in a sandbox game like this but if they did introduce some kind of like racing style missions that could basically introduce people into this side of the game and get them excited about it i think that would be a huge win for everybody
0: anderson
5: yeah i'm kind of thinking the opposite of everyone here i think um i know it would be limiting to have like frontier develop tracks and stuff that that were defined by them but the advantage to that is they could really build it into the game properly and you know we wouldn't have to to try and create third-party tools to have like positioning you know you could have like a map you could have you know like a, a map with everybody's positions on it like you know like a, like an actual racing game yeah. you know kind of like if you're playing grand theft online you all drive to the same place there's a race there you all decide you want to take part and then the race yeah. happens and it's like a it's more like a proper racing game then and you could have that in space as well, with with a proper gate set up. And I wouldn't mind so much that we um, that we wouldn't be able to define our own courses, because well, we do that anyway. To actually have some proper race support put into the game that is more limited would would be fine, I think.
7: Good points. Can I can I get in with an idea as well? Hell yeah. If, if Frontier is doing this thing where they have now a dev team that's put together to handle quote in-game events or happenings that they're doing they've got some people that are doing galnet they've got some people that are doing uh like cgs they've got some people that are doing special events i think it would be very cool if they were to take a guy any or gal whatever a person an employee and say your job is to liaise with the race community and to there's there's trillions of planets in 400 plus billion star systems i don't think that it would be that uh much to ask for to say maybe once a month they create a new race course on some planet somewhere and literally they liaise with the Bucky Ballers, they liaise with the elite racers and just say all right some some employee is going to spend you know the next sort of two hours uh you 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 know, you give him a list of what you want, he's going to spend two hours and just drop some predefined assets like, okay, so Alec would maybe put together an idea for a race, and would say, I want a flag here, start, I want a flag here, end. here, here, and here, I want slaloms, here, Wet I dreams. want a jump, here, I want whatever, and and you've literally just an hour or two to just drop the, the predefined assets into place. And they just stay there forever for people to use whenever. Hell yeah. It would be like
1: the course building equivalent of like when you submit your forms to get a um, player made faction. That's perfect.
4: Yeah. yeah.
7: Forty seven,
0: anything Are... that you wanted to add?
4: The only other thing, I mean most of the main things I'd love to see, you know, player Defined gates has been covered off already. The only other thing might be helpful to think about yourself like is actually tracking people, being able to flag SRVs more easily for detection from above if they're yeah. friendly.
0: Yeah, I should totally mention that. Yeah.
4: that. and that's and that, that's actually
0: survive. yeah. Thank you for for bringing that to my to my attention to to, to uh, remember me of this because um, to remind me of this. Excuse me. Um, one of the things, right, like filming and, and and everything, is so hard. So let us target people if you know, make it an option in SRV. Allow ships to target you. Something like that. Allow some more options for people to be friendly with each other, and then as well. Can I please use night vision in free camp, please?
2: <laughs> Hadrid here. Um, could you repeat the question? I just popped back in.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll repeat the question. So it's uh, what kind of stuff would you enjoy from Odyssey? Uh, and uh, it could be elite, uh, could be elite racers related or anything
2: else. That's where the question started. Boy, everybody was talking about how to improve racing because <laughs> that's what oh. we
1: want that's what we want
2: yeah, uh, yeah but not Odyssey Odyssey and beyond oh in general okay well let me split it up then Odyssey I want drivable skimmers I want hover vehicles that we can yes race. Um, oh, wow. that's yeah. straightforward uh, for improving racing that, like they have these circle waypoint gates in the training modules Um, that you can use that you can like drive through and then it has a A color on it you drive through it and it it disappears totally Um, all we need is those we just need to be able to place them and we're set and beyond that i really liked what donald and what uh kai said the ability to take a set of predefined assets and just sort of orient them in some way
0: Um, yeah like a gta 5 like mission editor or race editor
2: exactly put ramps put waypoints similar kind of thing Uh, absolutely i was meaning that would be fine
5: even without the editor even if there was yeah. just predefined stuff in game that, exactly. that we were forced
2: the, to use they could if they want to add racing that wasn't the point i wanted to touch on i don't really like a separate racing mode because i saw what they did to cqc uh when CQC came out coconut and i went into every single map in cqc we developed a race course on each one and then cqc died and it was like okay maybe you should have just put this in the i don't think that
0: is not going to happen separate nah anything no, no, I don't think yeah, so I yeah did.
2: But whatever they do, it, it should be open world.
0: Did you want to add anything to that? Or otherwise, we'll go to Sir Balthasar. No, that's good. Mr. Baltasar, anything you want to add?
6: Uh, yeah, pretty much everything what every, or everything that everybody else had mentioned as well. But uh, one of the things that I'd really like to see is um, they already do it with SLFs. You can bring a, uh, a friend of yours in multi-crew. Uh, he can jump into a, a fighter and take off. Well, I'd like to be able to see that and have that happen in an SRV as well you know so if you go to an installation where you need to finish a mission you know you can have you know one guy in a uh, SRV and you could be in your ship giving air support um you know i think being able to do that and or you know both having somebody in multi-crew land and you can both get into an SRV and go explore um that's something that i would like to see happen as well
0: hell yeah please
6: and please first, for being able to play together
1: yeah Exactly. Absolutely. One of my first build concepts that I had was when I got into the game was, ooh, I want to get a Beluga, I want to get a one of those nice fighter hangers, and then I'll fly one fighter and my friend will fly the other. Look how quick that got shot down.
0: Yep. Okay, guys, I'll move it on. The Able to Drive Endurance Championship. Seven races. We've had three of them. We have five to go. Or what is it? One, two, three, four, four to go. Excuse me. Jumbe coming up at 280 kilometers. Then we have Hill Depth 2, which is going to be a lapped race. Because it's, uh, it's A to B, which is only 20 kilometers. And then back to A, which then makes it 40 kilometers. And we'll do two laps. So it'll be 80. The interesting thing about this is going to be just as you got up to speed, you're going to have to stop. Because you have to drive through the settlement before you can turn around. So and a whole. Oh, and it's ice. So slowing down as we've learned is difficult. So that's an interesting one. Then we have Skin Foxy, which is eyes. We have Ninsun, which is eyes. Yeah, Ninsan, so like is I eyes. yeah go ahead.
2: Sorry, I, I, we could always take it offline too. Um, no, no,
0: go ahead, please. I held
2: up to you. When we turn around, is there a navigation to be done within the settlement or is it the same system of pass any structure, turn around and head back?
0: Pass any structure.
2: Okay. but you're gonna
0: have to you're gonna have to 180 at some point right so uh, you're gonna have to stop
2: yeah but you can just but you don't have to stop you can just drift your way around the uh
4: the back end of the settlement. Yeah, I was gonna say on an ice world, can we just drift around yeah. the entire settlement in one go? That's
0: my plan. <laughs> Fascinating. I'll, I'll be. I'll, depth
6: to drift.
4: I'm
0: definitely. Hey, that's a good one. I'll remember that one. I'm not gonna limit people on how they decide to 180. Whether they want to slow down, they want to. Yeah, maybe they want to impact a building and use it for a pit stop. I don't know. You know, uh, maybe I, they want to drift I have, around.
8: I have to tell people something about um Shay blackwood here actually so uh, we have another ball challenge called the Cortez drag strip challenge there's this fantastic planetary base called um, Cortez City is it? can't remember and it's on one of these ridges but it's one of those massive round planetary cities literally the diameter of the city is the width of the ridge this thing is just perched on one of these ridges it's insane so the drag strip challenge is to drive from a standing start on the city to drive 10 kilometers, stop Turn around, drive back, and the minute you, your SRV touches any part of the city, that's your time. So it's an out and back again. So it's a bit like this. And Shay started doing that and getting better and better times. And I couldn't believe this. I discovered that he had found a rock, a specific rock at the 10 kilometer line, which he would aim for and crash into wow. deliberately to stop dead and then turn around and drive back. And he was doing it again and again and again. He picked out a stopping rock.
0: <laughs> That's beautiful. And was,
8: yeah, was he taking damage it? Like <laughs> yeah, but he but it was you know he he could take the damage. There's many rocks like it, but this wow. one is mine. There you go, there's, a, there's a tip for the next race. Find yourself a stopping rock. <laughs>
0: Uh, you know it's 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 i love that you mentioned this because um next to the uh the championship courses i i've been doing a little fun challenge in discord for two of the the races where i set up a bit of a gymnastics kind of like a like a challenge within the settlement where you had to get up on a building jump to another building and then land on a pillar to, to do a bit of a time trial, and everyone can just have fun with this and, and try them on their own time. And I've been having so much fun watching uh, people, specifically Shea, uh, getting the times well down. And then when he beat beat me on a time, I did exactly uh, what you're saying, Alec, with that rock. In, like there was a, a, a building where you had to land on it, turn around and jump off it. But instead of actually landing, stopping, turning around, I just slammed into the wall and used right. that, mom- that yeah. bounce to to reverse myself back off it and and can I just
8: say by the way I'm, I'm loving the parkour courses I haven't had time to do this one yet but I do want to try and do it but I, I, I hope more studying.
0: people will do them yeah I, I the first one was called the Brookpoint Urban Climb and the second one I've called the Plexico Flex because honestly it is a flex when you can do it Sorry. it's it's Sorry. a good flex and and yeah the, again Shay teaching myself and then me teaching Crank the fact that Riding a wall, guys, 90 degrees up is simple. You just got to boost past the 90 degree up, and suddenly you're
8: boosting towards the wall. What a revelation that was. Yeah, have you seen that? That is spreading like wildfire. Like it's incredible. On and, some, and everyone has exactly that moment where they, they don't quite get it, and they're they, I don't get it. And then yeah. they suddenly go, oh, my God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder, maybe I Shay can let us know. I, I know he's watching. Maybe Shay can tell us whether... Uh, this is something he found out by himself or whether he has uh, seen someone else do this. Um, uh, While we're waiting for him to answer that, the 8-wheel drive endurance championship standings as we have them right now, Alec then in first place, of course, what are your guys' predictions for the things coming up? Do we expect more explosions from Shea or do we think he'll learn to be more preservative? Crank, what about you? Are you going to finish some races? What are your predictions?
9: Hey, Hey, I finished the last two. I even came third in the last... No, I, I tend to... Um, well, you I
0: you, s- you still have the... Um, what is it? Well, you, You're still infamous for, for blowing up.
9: It's blowing up? Well, no, I was about to suggest it, because even in Jamba, I haven't completed a, a Jambi run yet, um, but my practice um, has been literally um, do the start, drive as far as I can, and, and I'll just blow up to, to go back to the start because it's quicker. So that is actually part of my practice thing. Of course, it does mean that I don't end up doing the whole run. Um, yeah but um so it, it's all but I, I actually obviously race differently in in the race um because yes i, I have to not want to blow up at the predictions. Uh, end of it so um i, I won't be winning <laughs> <laughs> does that help
3: <laughs> anyone uh, else because- because I mentioned me and Alec not blowing up, and I was a little snob about it, I'm probably going to blow up this week. That's my prediction.
0: No, come on, man! <laughs> I want people to finish. Honestly, every oh, time crashes. I do the every oh, time crashes. I do the leaderboard, like half of the people are DNF. Come on.
8: I'm definitely more worried about DNFing than losing to Shane. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and you should be. It's honestly, I agree with the uh, the, the tactic I'm being. Not-
9: <laughs> Play I, I don't think I'm worried about DNFing on this. I'm, I'm quite happy with the course. I think it's it's easier than Brockpo. i I'm, I was surprised that yeah. I finished Brockpo, and I was even more surprised than it was in third. That's the thing um, with Bay It's like
0: that. it's irritated when you don't get it fast because blowing up isn't like you you can you can safely do it. You can make a couple of mistakes, pit, and 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 you can still finish. But it's irritating because you feel like you didn't do it in in an optimized manner. Hmm crank sorry you were saying yes. i i i jumped in yep
9: so, um i don't know what 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 was i saying i think that's, I finished that's what all I good. Saying. no that's sorry. all right any any other
0: predictions so who ta- okay who uh, uh, vote of hands I I a... with your voice a I vote of that. voice who is shay going to win the championship
7: no i think shay's going to come in first place in more races than anyone else but Alec Turner, with his slow and steady, is actually going to win based on DNS. Who thinks yeah. Alec, Alec is, is going to win the, the championship. championship?
9: Raise hey. hand. I think Alec's going to get this. Um, I think there's a couple of surprise entrants that have come late, though, aren't there? And I skirt? Think it's worth keeping an eye on them as well. Their, their skirt. Wasn't there someone else, uh, Terracidic. How was he doing? Yes, yeah, oh, so I no, t- he did. He did
0: Terror City is um uh, he's he's infamous for his time trial shadowing of many <laughs> events because he's from Australia so he misses out on quite a few things yes, I believe matter, yeah yeah so he's he's doing the time trial for example shadowing the eight wheel drive endurance championship with a time trial so you can you can register your times with him as well and he I don't, the, um, I don't remember where he finished was it fourth or fifth but yeah he he did a good solid first right. first race.
8: I think the problem with these guys is 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 because they've missed races. You know, Skur would be a massive threat, but he's missed two and he's going to miss this next one, so yeah, he just can't really make the points up. <laughs> yeah, fair yeah. point.
7: It's weird. I don't. I don't mean disrespect to anyone. I definitely would put my money on Shay on any given Sunday, but I put my money on Alec for the overall because of the he plays it safer. Here's That's so card. disrespectful.
8: He, <laughs> Shay's listening to this, you know. He's sitting there typing away. The he, um, yeah. Sooner or later, he's well. <coughs> I, I just think maybe he might ease off on the throttle a bit. He he knows as well as anyone that DNS just can't cost you all the points, you know. So um, I don't know. I don't quite. I don't quite know what's in his mind. Whether he just wants to win each race individually or.
0: I was so surprised when he blew up on the last race with that, that early yeah. pit stop and then the yeah. clipping of that little ledge. I mean, damn, this guy is so good. He blows up on the first stage of uh, whatever it was, and then he blows up again in, in this last
9: race. Jesus. But that's the difference in racing with other people and racing. Yes. You, you can make them mistake, and that is the big difference. Um, yeah. And um, so, yeah, I mean, one of the things that's been um, different about this uh, is I've, I've actually done some practising to slow down because you've got to for the pit stop. And um, as Alec was saying, earlier, you know, going back to things like Kuma and stuff like that, never did. You know, you do synthesis in the air and it was never even an issue what your hull was. You know, sometimes yeah. you take a, a bad knock, damn, I'm down to 5%. Doesn't matter. I'll, I'll you know, still synthesise it. So that's a huge change on that. And, and it's a great one. As I say, you know, practising actually slowing down is a good thing as well as practising speeding up.
8: On predictions, I have one other thing, actually, which which I wanted to say, which is that <laughs> I've had my, you know, sort of figuratively almost in these races, my eyes looking forward to see where Shea is. But I'm I'm getting a definite creeping sound feeling on the back of my neck these days. <laughs> There's some people that are getting close behind me, you know, so um, I definitely don't want to be too cocky. Even... Even if I just play it safe and go hard, oh, just get a second in every race. It's not as simple as that. People are people are catching me up now. I'm
0: just hoping I'm uh-huh. gonna I'm gonna be able to catch you guys on camera. It's so frustrating when people blow up or finish and I'm not there or I don't see them. Please, instancing. We need it to work.
7: So I have privately spoken with some community managers, and I've also publicly made a statement for the community managers that. They need to be embracing this series of races. They need to be taking a compilation of all of the races thus far and putting it out on the Elite Dangerous official stream every week. And they need to be supporting the hell out of this because it is a no brainer. It has a lot of pathos and it, it's it's a strong, strong contender for an esport type situation. But I wanna make a plea to everyone who's listening to this, whether on YouTube or on a podcast, if you go into the Frontier live streams, if you go onto the forums, if you write in uh, in all of the different ways that you can give feedback, that you want to see more support like that for these races and for all the race community in general. It's something, you know, I made a little bit of a splash when I asked for some story stuff and Galnet back a while back, and a lot of people seemed to like that idea and Frontier are giving it to us if you have your voices heard as a community and say, we want more support with race
2: stuff, you're gonna get it. Here, here. Awesome.
0: And thank you again for That's those words. That's fantastic
2: to hear. Yeah, good words, Kai. I will take that to heart.
0: So maybe a good time to mention then, eh? Who wants to win some trophies?
1: Me, just so badly. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. just playing for third. <laughs> I was I, I was like, how
0: how can I take this thing to the next level and be oh, completely?
1: My God, the moment <laughs> you posted, them.
0: I I I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna spend some money on this. I want trophies. I wanna I wanna make like this is a championship, and people are in it for multiple races and they're accumulating points. There has to be a reward. So I found these awesome trophies. There's a a gold, silver, and bronze trophy. It has uh, the SRV logo emblem on it. It has the eight wheel drive endurance championship title on the bottom first second and third place winners and uh i can't get a picture up right now but uh there there's there, there's a picture right. floating around and
8: uh, but when you when you posted the picture of those trophies, up, up until that point, I was thinking, oh, I'll probably miss a few of these races." You know, <laughs> not quite, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not quite sure what's on my calendar, you know, holidays or whatever. Going, on. the minute you posted the picture of those trophies, I, I've written in on my calendar here in on on the wall, on the, you know, in the home calendar, all the races. It's like, right, I'm not missing any races. Awesome. Awesome.
6: Yeah, I showed that uh, I showed the picture, of the trophies to uh, a friend of mine, Hep, and he's like, "All right, that's it. I'm signing up."
3: If by some miracle I actually get my hands on one of those, my wife's gonna hate it because it's gonna end up in bed with us.
0: <laughs> oh, that's <is> beautiful. <laughs> So we have again uh, in in Alec, Alec Turner first place then we have Shay in second we have Osash is currently in third and then we have uh Donald 47 and Fat Haggard uh splitting the fourth position if i got that right so there's still a whole lot possible cuz the 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 distance uh, the difference between people it's it's definitely like something you can correct with a win or uh, at least some good points in two or three races, and maybe someone else missing out. So there's still so much possible, especially for the third place.
4: Jump in and say I, I blame those trophies for DNFing in that last race because I was tracking <laughs> third game for that one, and I was like, "Oh, I could actually do okay here." This you were so me. close,
0: <laughs> four kilometers.
4: Yeah, yeah. So that, that was
0: painful, that's And And Sasha's you pitted right, and Crank took away your third place.
3: Damn. Yes. And- I blame yeah. Crank for that, for not being on comm, cool. so I had no idea he was there and he slipped in to steal my podium.
0: Yeah, I think we better uh, disqualify him from that race for that reason.
9: I uh, agree. You know, I'm sorry, at uh, the point I got third with five pit stops. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and, and clearly, uh, it, and it was there for the taking. And it's your something.
0: telemetry software saying, zero, this smells fishy
9: yeah it, it was saying that i was dnf at that point wasn't it <laughs> no no you, you weren't dnf know that I no no was you are not
0: you, you, you the positioning was wrong because someone coded it so weirdly that the positions went off but you were in the race but no pit stops
9: uh fair enough i thought I saw one with a dnf but yeah no i had five pit stops. but um hopefully all that sort of, will we'll find out um in the next race and
0: let me use the opportunity like- then to to very quickly announce or, or, or share, of course, that you can watch these races live on my channel, uh, youtube.com slash blackmaze, and uh, I, I do my best to get a highlight video out in the coming days after the race, uh, just to summarize kind of what happened. Uh, so yeah, you can watch those as well if you can't stick around for the live stream because they, they do often take quite a while. Uh, and sometimes it I can will be a say
6: challenge. that, uh, your highlight reels are definitely uh, top notch. I mean, the, uh, production quality, um, you know, being able to be in the right place at the right time, you do seem to, uh, be there when stuff happens. Um, yeah, just kudos hats off to you, my friend.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. And if nothing happens, I'll just crash into one of the racers, right? 47.
6: <laughs> <laughs> we've had one
4: collation with a camera shit <laughs> I'll
0: make my own fun right so on that note uh, future things then and then we can start wrapping up we're like way over time which is a good thing I, I, I hope everyone is enjoying the conversation it um, doesn't feel like it it's always good that it that we have enough to talk about. So I'm I'm really grateful for having, having this opportunity of every, everyone getting together because obviously we spend quite a lot of time chatting together on discord and, and again, during the races, it's so cool. Uh, but I don't usually get a chance to sit down because during the races I'm, I'm trying to organize. And then during the discord, you know, people are talking off sync. So I think this is, this has been awesome to get everyone together. Um, coming up we have the quarantine cup that crow is organizing this is a, a ship is it a is it a championship hagrid you know or anyone well it's yes, it a, is a championship.
2: A open it's it's some there's kind two of communications championship, right? going on there's an annual championship that he's working on um and then there's also the quarantine cup which apparently i did Close the link. Thought I still had it open. It's and,
0: and uh, can we just say that it's 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 a wonderful name.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's a joke there. It's pretty good.
0: <laughs> so it's a it's it's a ship race, right? Yeah, there's multiple races coming. I think there's like four or five or whatever. Join. You either fly an eagle. You either fly a. Viper, you have to choose a team. I don't know the rules, but go join if you like ship racing, Um, and that's coming up. Check the subreddit and the Discord for finding out more about the Quarantine Cup. If you want to do ship racing right now, I think the Quarantine Cup is the thing to go for. Is there anything else coming up that's Elite Racers official?
2: Yeah, so uh, in addition to his official events, I'm gonna have Track Days, and the Track Days will be using a new format that I developed. Uh, Everyone's times will be recorded, and you'll be put on a leaderboard. Um, but it's going to be a lot more racing than organizing, which is kind of the, the key balance I've been trying to strike for a long time. But is this like time, uh, tri- time trial? or? It, it will be live events. So it'll be live racing, but your times will be recorded individually. So whether you beat the guy next to you won't matter quite as much. What's going to matter is that your time is good. And then there will be a final where everyone with the top times will compete for a single race at the end of the day. Um, and that, that guy who wins that event will be the course champion until we return to that course. So you'll have a title course champion, um, until the next event at that location.
0: That's awesome. And I think that you you were working on some kind of bragging rights system in discord as well, right? Where people are easily recognizable yeah. for being a winner of some kind.
2: Yeah. Course champions can have, we'll have a separate role. Um, and, uh, what do you call it? championship winners like the awd they'll have their own role in color as well
0: fuck yeah i think that's awesome just because you know we do this for fun and everyone is having fun Mm -hmm. but you do like some people including myself when i'm racing i like to get competitive and to get a little bit of recognition on that you know after the event is passed and you still have you know you look at discord and you see that role by your name it's it's always a nice little memory you know
2: yeah and quick quick note the first race of the quarantine cup is september 19th at 20 utc that's coming five weekend. laps at farseer inc that's next weekend i believe saturday
0: and so. fat haggard and myself will be uh present as the media crew so haggard is flying a ship and in multi-crew i will be with him filming from free cam. so get your pretty ships ready for that My plans then, uh, after this championship is over, I want to do more fun things. Uh, I'm looking primarily at planetary stuff. This could be ship-launched fighters launching from a mother ship all lined up. Imagine that pretty view. Or it could be stuff like hill climbs. I can imagine putting racers very close to a cliff. They can't get a lot of head start and they have to get up to the top of a cliff where a guy is firing a mining laser as a finish line and then we time it. I can imagine that's quite cool. Uh, That's pretty much all I have planned.
8: like a hill climb.
0: I very much enjoy hill climbs. Okay, gents and ladies. So thank you so very much for joining me today on this talk. I really had a lot of fun. And uh, it's been awesome to hear you all talk about your different techniques and ideas. And uh, we'll have to continue talking about whether Handbrake actually works or not. Uh, offline mm-hmm. and we can keep dreaming about Odyssey <laughs> 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 put that to the is, is there anything that anyone still wants to share before we close off the stream and say our goodbyes for tonight
6: um, I would, uh, since I'm one of the newest to the group, I will have to say that uh, since the Broke Pie race up until now, um, the community here has just been absolutely awesome. If I've had any questions, you know, two or three people will come up and answer and just, you know, offer information freely. So if there's anybody out there that, you know, is kind of afraid or scared to get into this group, don't be. Um, these guys are warm they're awesome they're friendly and they'll help you out as much as they can
0: awesome stuff thank you for those words uh yeah let me quickly close up then again by uh, uh, thanking kai as well again for hosting us on his uh youtube channel on the elite week youtube channel uh so thank you for that and uh, of course check out his weekly podcasts as well uh coming out every friday um and i didn't actually plan a goodbye thing so i don't know what to say i think we'll just close it at that
8: <laughs> see you at jambe tomorrow see yes, you at yes, jambe yes. yeah
0: oh thank you yeah, alec of course we <laughs> yes. are racing tomorrow at jambe so come and check out the broadcast hell yeah all right oh seven folks thank you okay thanks,
2: thank John. you cheers everybody yeah. oh
0: seven oh seven